0: Hello everyone and welcome to Raw RAAW Reflecting and Analyzing Wrestling presented by Renegade Pop Culture and Clock Shelves Entertainment. I am the one with the gift of gab and the ability to duck and jab your host, Paul E. Payne. Alongside me is
1: Well, my name is Neoplasmic, or you might know me by Kyoto Tang. Hey, that kind of rhymes cool uh what exactly are you ducking and jabbing sir good sir um could it be um... sean michaels super kick
0: <laughs> well let me see if we're going by this first episode um i'm ducking and jabbing <laughs> i, I these... think
1: we're ducking from doink the clown oh i was gonna say these,
0: these terrible lines by this rob bartlett guy so oh god <laughs> so okay hello everyone welcome to the show officially um we were kind of deciding (laughs) how we were going to do this um this is sort of a new thing for the two of us what's old is new again as i as i kind of tried saying in the some of the marketing materials um clock shelves entertainment doing a wrestling show once again um and uh, this time, of course, teaming up with Renegade Pop Culture and Kiona, and I'm sure we'll have many other people on from both uh, sort of teams in the future, uh, yeah. reflecting and analyzing wrestling. And with the uh, 30-year anniversary of the debut of Monday Night Raw, I thought it would be fun to sort of go back and look at the first year. And so, of course, we're covering the very first episode of Monday Night Raw here, Um we uh well this is going to be going out the plan is this is going to be going out on the 9th of January whereas the okay. first episode was on the 11th of January.
1: Oh because the 9th is a Monday, correct?
0: Yes. Yeah. So uh we're going to tr- I want to I want to try to get it out there uh for the sense. uh the actual Monday thing. The so actual
1: actually... 30th anniversary kind of sort of.
0: Yeah, there about. about. Um, so
1: Hard to believe 30 years ago. I
0: know, right? Like,
1: Doesn't that just make you feel old?
0: Yes. Like, I feel
1: super old now.
0: (laughs) No, actually, what made me feel old uh, is um, how young the Undertaker looked. No, well, actually, no, how young the Undertaker (laughs) looked, actually, is what made me feel really old here. Um, So... A few quick things I wanted to go over. I like uh, I've joked a few times across some of the podcasts that I do. Um, Mm -hmm. I I often jokingly refer to myself as uh, Professor Paul when I start to go into sort of things like this where I give like a history sort of lesson. Sure. Sure, So one of the recurring things in this episode um, is Bobby the Brain Heenan trying to get into the building.
1: Yes. And
0: it actually just popped up recently i want to say it was on while i was scrolling through tiktok because i've liked some wrestling related things so of course the algorithm says you liked this once here's a lot of it you know Uh uh uh-huh so um one of the things was right before this um they used to uh wwf at the time used to do a show called primetime wrestling which featured a lot of matches filmed at house shows clips from some of their other um um, syndicated shows uh, like Mania and Superstars and Challenge and all that sort of stuff mixed with mm-hmm. interviews and all that. And the thing that made Monday Night Raw different was it was live. It was unfolding in front of you as opposed to set pre-recorded segments that were already done.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: In the final episode of Prime Time, there was like a round table that I saw. It was Vince McMahon it was I want to say like Randy Savage there was a few other people and Bobby the Brain Heenan was there and they were talking about the fact that primetime wrestling was going away and it was going to be Monday Night Raw and Bobby the Brain Heenan starts freaking out because oh my god I'm out of a job now because one of the things that that you know he used to not own but Bobby the Brain Heenan used to have uh, segments yeah. and at a certain point they also tried to kind of have him have like his own little spinoff show within that show OK, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that's I think that's sort of the thing here was he was out of a job
1: because yeah. our Yeah, they team, made a point to say that that he was replaced. Yes,
0: because our announced team for this is Vince McMahon, uh, Macho, Macho Man, Man Randy Savage, Randy Savage, and a gentleman named Rob Bartlett, mm-hmm. who I had His to look it up. Because, apparently
1: he's a comedian in that area of new york or something if that's what you want to say
0: (laughs) so i saw that as well he's a comedian i think we're using that term too loosely if that's the case perhaps (laughs) perhaps (laughs) yes um i i had to look into this because i'm like one who is he what you know what are his credentials things he was like like a
1: dj right like a radio dj
0: Yeah, he's uh he gained fame. I'm looking at his Wikipedia page right now. He gained fame on the radio show Imus in the Morning, which I've heard of that Uh, show.
1: Don Imus, yeah,
0: yes. But I, 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 there's a specific part on his page. It says, for a brief stint in 1993, Bartlett was one of the three original hosts of World Wrestling Federation's Monday Night Raw, along with Macho or Randy Macho Man Savage and Vince McMahon. His commentary was received poorly. (sighs) as he had little knowledge of the wrestling business. Yeah,
1: no 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 shit Sherlock. I mean seriously, <laughs> that was
0: it was the that... next sentence that made me a little more upset though. Uh-huh. His final appearance on the professional wrestling program was April 19th, 1993. That means we have to put up with him until April.
1: I know. Good lord, like <laughs> how in the world what was Vince thinking?
0: Uh, so I listen to a variety of wrestling-related podcasts. Well, I say a variety. The yeah. uh, Conrad Thompson po- uh, wrestling podcast. So really, right, some people correct. would say that's not a variety. Um, but he does one with uh Bruce Prichard, who for many years was yes. Vince McMahon's right hand
1: man, little brother love. Yeah.
0: Yes, and one of the things that he talks about several times was the fact that Vince often wanted to do uh kind of the roughness of New York City, the grittiness of New York City. That's where the idea for shotgun Saturday night came from, and things they wanted to do it at, at nightclubs and, you know, things that weren't mm-hmm. traditional places and and whatnot. And mm-hmm. I well, that's think all that's, well and good. <laughs> I think that's what this was here was he's, you know, this this Bartlett guy is a uh you know like he's he's new york he's a dj and he's you know the voice of the people sort of thing right but he doesn't have any wrestling knowledge and you don't necessarily need wrestling knowledge we've seen people come in but we've also seen people come in who don't after this even you know in the 30 years that don't have the knowledge and it clearly shows 9 times out of 10 you should at least have either the knowledge or at least want to because this guy didn't even seem to want to know anything no, about
1: no he didn't seem to want to know anything about it and he just like all he did was make fat jokes about yokozuna and i'm sorry but that's like that's so stupid he made even back then it was stupid
0: he made fat jokes he said i mean obviously and again we have to put a lot of this into the context of 30 years ago and there yeah. are a lot of things that just because we let them slide weren't okay then but there's also a lot of words and phrases and things like that that you know like they should have never been said or they were used then and they should you know shouldn't be used now like there was there was a word that hit my ears very hard while he was it, it was a, a a word that you know we're not supposed to say anymore that it begins mm-hmm. with an o and refers to people of asian descent Sure, mm-hmm, we mm-hmm. all know the word that I heard, that, that. I'm thinking I heard of. that and i heard it and it hit my ears real hard because that's not something we say anymore yes yes know? it's
1: not something that we say
0: and again i'm not saying it was it was or wasn't okay back then to say that or what have you again things change words change what have you but it just mm-hmm. It hit my ears when he uh, when he used that word, because it was just, oh, okay we are definitely 30 years ago. (laughs)
1: Yeah, I mean, it's true.
0: Um, We also did see Sean Mooney here, um, who was outside, uh, you know, every time uh,
1: Bobby Heenan wasn't able to get in. I, you know, I'm not really sure how he was received by the larger audience, but I always thought Sean Mooney was pretty okay. like he did a he did a decent job
0: i like sean mooney he's okay uh a a good friend of mine for a long time i don't know if sean mooney i don't think he does his his podcast anymore but he used to do uh i think it was just called like primetime wrestling or something like that he did a podcast (laughs) for a for a long time um and a friend of mine uh who's also into wrestling and trying to get him on a a episode of the show very soon um Mm -hmm. he um he listened to that show and he said that it was a really good sort of uh retrospective on a lot of stuff it was different interviews and maybe it was just called prime i don't know whatever the case but that's um, cool yeah yeah he he i guess he did a lot of stuff and so he you know all these years later whether you know it was something he actually liked or whatever like he clearly leaned into like i'm you know i'm wrestling and and people like it and you know whatever so i would say
2: (laughs) you know
1: pretty well received yeah, yeah, I think so. I think he was he was decent, and of course, the ring announcer Howard Finkel, the greatest, it's the goat.
0: Yes, uh, I I I can't think of anybody. Re- There's only one other person, and it would it's not even close. It's sort of uh, a friend of mine at work. Uh, we were talking the other day because, uh, of course, putting the modern context with it, uh, John Cena um, was referenced on something we were watching uh about how how John Cena has um granted more uh make a wish mm-hmm. uh things mm-hmm. than anybody else and i said i'm pretty sure the number is like drastic between him and the number 2 spot i think there's like a 500 uh wish difference or something between him and the the you know the person that's number 2 so i would say similar to that anybody else that i could even think to be in like the te- the category of like top ring announcers would be like a distant two and my mm-hmm. my choice would be lillian garcia obviously we haven't mm-hmm. gotten to that point yet um uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh yeah no uh howard finkel probably the best uh well, of the, the of the
1: character. wrestling ring announcers i would definitely yeah consider him the best yeah just yes. classic every time i think of it that's the voice that i hear announcing in the ring so yes he is
0: very much that voice yes
1: <clears throat> yeah
0: um so really so i one of the things that i saw when when talking about this now this was um done from the manhattan center Uh um in new york of course uh the we saw the big the ico pro uh banner a lot
1: of ico pro banners yes
0: i believe that was a vince mcmahon that was a vince mcmahon thing i think yeah okay yeah um and uh just one of the things that I that I thought was um, interesting about this was they kept promoting, obviously, the Royal Rumble
1: coming up. Yeah, it was all about the Rumble.
0: I believe it's only this episode, the next episode, and then there's the Royal Rumble.
1: And then the Rumble, yeah, I believe so. Mm-hmm.
0: And so I was I was a little confused as to why they wouldn't just wait until after the rumble to launch a new show Mm -hmm. that's just my opinion but
1: um maybe they just wanted to bring in viewers because they're like here's a new show so let's bring in some additional viewers for the new show for the premiere and then just promote royal rumble for pay per view."
0: very possible very possible it just it's it's odd to me that on like the second week of the new year is when you would yeah.
1: launch your show yeah, you know yeah I mean? exactly <laughs> yeah yeah why not launch it in the first week of the new year or something
0: or like i said just or like, just
1: wait until the rumble's over yeah
0: because then like that's your launch pad where it's like you have yeah. all the eyes all, you know you talk about it on primetime wrestling like they kind of did and then you use your your core audience that's gonna buy your pay-per-view don't forget tomorrow night live Monday you know the fallout from tonight happens yeah, yeah, there yeah. you yeah. know what I mean like that's what they could have easily done but
1: they could have Um, and then you still have this holdover of like you know from the superstars primetime wrestling era of, of just squash matches pretty much making up the majority of the show
2: yes
0: and one thing interesting okay. about this is the champion the world champion not yeah. featured in this first is episode. not featured yeah that's something I always thought was interesting like looking back when you kind of I realized that was all odd. Those things yeah 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 um but yes a lot of a lot of squash matches um a yeah. lot of uh
1: a lot of promotion. And and just like, you know, uh, just tune into the pay-per-view if you want to see the really good matches. And, and you know, and you have some slightly weird off kilter bits in there. Like I thought that the that last commercial break where Vince, you know, kicks it to the bumper and then you see this image of like Woody Allen and Mia Farrow and it's going to be a cage match <laughs> next week. Like, what was that? Yeah. I, uh... What was that? the The mind of Vince McMahon. And that the... was strange because I was I was like, okay, are you? Is this just a really like dated reference? Like, are you just like, it's just a joke, obviously? But that was weird. And then also the moment with Rob Bartlett doing like a Mike Tyson impression. So I I I know Mike Tyson. Obviously, we know Mike Tyson
0: comes in later. You know, yeah. looking at things, and I know that at one point Mike Tyson was supposed to be in WWF like a a lot
1: earlier than that. Okay, so is that what they were doing? They were like, so they're like, let's just have somebody imitate him.
0: That's what I'm. I gotta. I gotta look because what was what was he doing? In was he actually in jail in 1993? Is that I honestly don't. I'm remember. I'm looking it up here because. It, it was ju- and I part of me wants to think that it's just because they got this guy who is uh this comedian ostensibly in- funny right I'm gonna yeah and he's a radio guy and the rate you know on radio they do a lot of those um you know the the fake voices and things like that yeah but I think that's what they that's what they
1: wanted but it wasn't even a good impression. No, like not even in slightly. my opinion it wasn't a good impression of him and it was just kind of stupid and out of place and it didn't really fit what was happening. It so, was yeah, just I- a very strange like there there were those two moments that were very very strange.
0: So looking at it it was um on March 26, 1992, Tyson was sentenced to 6 years in prison along with 4 years of probation. Uh, He was assigned to the Indiana Youth Center, which is now the Plainfield Correctional Facility, in April of 92, and he was released in March 1995 after serving less than three years of the sentence. So he wasn't even, like, necessarily in the news in the news. Like, he had already been in jail for almost a year, and then so it's just very random.
1: It's a random, like, yeah –
0: like if it had been like oh just sentenced last week and now he's calling in like Ugh. that would be different because yeah. he would it was like in the news at least you know what I mean?
1: It's just so weird out of context. Yeah, yeah. Um.
0: Another another thing with this, we're just talking about sort of the we're obviously trying to figure out what this show is in comparison to what their other shows yeah. were. Yeah. Uh the in the room uh, with the uh, most times a purple backdrop talking to the camera you know yes. we saw we saw a thing uh sean michaels is going to face marty Jannetty, so we mm-hmm. see sean michaels holding the intercontinental title talking to the camera and then it does the you know the spin around and then it's marty Jannetty talking to the camera we saw bobby the brain Heenan do that uh, yeah. Talking about uh, going after Mr. Perfect. Bobby Talk-
1: Heenan's outfit in that <laughs> segment is great. It is the most hilarious. Like, I I just, I love Bobby Heenan now. Uh, back then, you know, back then in the kayfabe, uh, when when everybody, you know, used to believe that these things were real and everything, I used to just loathe Bobby Heenan, and now he's just, he's the best heel announcer, and I love him.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, there's, there's, Again, much like Howard Finkel, like there's Bobby Heenan, yep. and then there's some distant number two, you know. In Jerry Lawler, of, maybe.
1: In terms of, in terms of like just pure heel, obnoxious, you know. I don't know. I I can't. Who else? Uh, oh, maybe Jesse Ventura. We're talking commentators. Commentators, yeah, for like heel announcers. I don't know. Like maybe uh, Jim Cornette.
0: Yeah, the first two that popped to my mind for or, any because uh, because Bob because Bobby Paul Heyman, Hayman. Paul Heyman and Jim Cornette are yeah. the first two that pop to my mind all the time. Yeah. Because in terms of being managers, in yeah. terms of being commentators, like I feel that and and they would they would happily admit that Brain was the best to do it.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. And yeah. that's like that's
0: why, and I think we've talked about this before, you and I, like that's why Paul Heyman doesn't call himself a manager. He's mm-hmm. an advocate. He's an agent. He's a yeah. I remember
1: advocate. you. T- yeah, you, you. we did talk about this on the other on the previous um the preview episode. For, yeah. For Raw. <laughs> <laughs> Raw. Um, um, but yeah, I mean, no. See, my mind goes to like the guys, that, the because I think of of Jim Cornette and I think of um of uh, Paul Heyman as as more like heel managers <laughs> than heel announcers but they were heel announcers as well so yes um also taz in I the just, right
0: I... in the right timing yes because there were yeah. times where i feel like he wasn't as heelish as... yeah he's
1: not quite as heelish he's more like just the guy who gives it to you straight right yeah like straight lace commentary but
0: but the thing that interests me about the Bobby Heenan thing in this, uh, when mm-hmm. he's when he's doing that promo is um, yeah. obviously the the story had been that
1: um, he flipped on Mr. Perfect.
0: Fl- yeah. Mr. Perfect used to be his guy and it was Mr. Perfect and Ric Flair. Yeah. And now he's bringing Bobby Heenan is bringing someone new in. Uh-huh. And he just keep referring to the him mysterious
1: nar- narcissus.
0: Yes and of course i'm i'm sure you remember i also remember who that was
1: of course of course and, we do yes um uh, when we get to that it's going to be hilarious because man that, that there is just so much okay anyway <laughs> so it's much... fun
0: like looking back because I, there are certain things that i don't remember like where exactly they fall in the timeline you know yeah. what i mean yeah like yeah. i I've, I've completely forgot like, when, um, until I started, like, saying, oh, okay, we want to do this show, we want to launch it, you know, whatever. Like, I completely forgot that Flair winning the Rumble and all of that was the year prior to this. Oh, yeah, that's right. It was the 92 Rumble. That's that he, right. He won, you know, with a tear in my eye, and he won the World Championship and all of that. Yeah, yeah. And um, then... You know all like all that's st- like obviously by that point they had already done and finished the real world champion thing and whatever. And actually, here, um, as we'll kind of talk about next episode, uh, he's not long for the McMahon, uh, northern yeah. territory. That's right, that's right. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, we got uh. We got some, I thought there was some okay matches. I know we said they were squash matches. They were squash
1: matches, but pretty, pretty well done squash matches. I mean, you know, they weren't bad.
2: Yeah.
0: They Uh, were
1: entertaining enough. Yeah. I thought the Yokozuna
0: Coco Beware match was, was pretty okay for what it was. That's a Mm -hmm. a very big trivia question. Of course. What was the very first match on Monday Night Raw?
1: Yeah. There you go. (laughs) Um, My grandfather actually knew Mr. Fuji. He actually knew him. He actually worked with him. Really? Yes. They worked like hotel security or something. Yeah.
0: Interesting.
1: Yeah. Hmm. Because Mr. Fuji was from uh, Honolulu, which is where I'm from. And uh, and so, uh, you know, um, he just he was part of the wrestling over there, the 50th State Wrestling and he just like uh, apparently, my grandfather knew him. So, <laughs> yeah. the, the one,
0: one of the things that I often hear about uh, Mr. Fuji when you know people talk in uh, interviews and podcasts and things, yeah, is that he was a notorious uh,
1: prankster. I'm not surprised. I am um, not surprised. In in wrestling parlance, they use the word tough. rib, or yeah, you know, they, he's a ribber. He was, he was a ribber. Yeah, yeah. Um, I feel I like that's imagine. something
0: we should do on this show is like introduce and like give give like the word like the 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 words and the terms and
1: oh jim cornett would hate us for that we've already
0: we've already used the word let's see what what have we we we've used kayfabe
1: heel kayfabe matches squash uh ribs (laughs) ribs yeah it is interesting though. I mean, I love I love, you know, I love things that have kind of a history like comics and and video games now are developing more of a history. And I love the fact that like wrestling has all of this like it has its own language. That's really interesting to me.
0: It's I love it and I I've found that because I've gotten back into wrestling, which of course we talked about in the preview episode, um I've found that I've incorporated stuff into my real life a lot of times. Like I would, instead of, you know, people will say, I guess people don't really say it anymore, but like, I remember when I was growing up, people would be like, you know, oh, are you, you know, are you, are you yanking my chain? You oh,
1: know? yes. Yes, exactly. Like,
0: I'll say instead, I will say things like, is that a rib or is that a shoot? You know? Like, is that for real? Like, you know, whatever. Like, I'll, I'll do... There's there's another one, a shoot.
1: Um, a shoot, yeah. But, yeah. you know,
0: like, I, I'll do that. I'll be like, is that a shoot? And people that don't know, they're like, what? Because, you know, <laughs> this is America and guns and whatnot. <laughs> but, uh, you know, people do that. Like, what do, what do you mean? Is it, is it a shoot? And I'm like, oh... Um, like uh <laughs> you're like is... how do i explain this yeah i'm like how do i i'm like well so in wrestling um so in every... the wrestling uh there's a term that's called a shoot everything that's fake is a work everything that's real is a shoot
1: so like mm-hmm. are you know are you
0: working me or is this a shoot or are it's you like... shooting me no.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that could be misinterpreted yes uh um, yeah but anyway um do you want to just Kind of break down the matches like we were doing, like starting off with the Yokozuna and Coco Beware.
0: Yeah, so um, so it was interesting to me the Coco Beware uh, thing, of course. Uh, Coco Beware for anybody or Coco, anybody who only knows him from um, like the WWF, you know, the Birdman and whatnot. Yeah. Um, I've I mean I haven't like gone back and done like extensive, but again, listening to different interviews and things, he was apparently a very big deal. In the uh, like the old territory days and things like that. And so um, it's interesting to hear people talk about him in how he was maybe not the top draw, but he was like. So in in WWF, it was the world champion and then the intercontinental champion. Um, They often on uh, Jeff Jarrett's podcast, they refer to that as being the assistant manager. Like they talk about (laughs) Jeff Jeff, in, in WWF, Jeff Jarrett never became world champion, but he was assistant world champion about six or seven times. And in WCW, of course, it was the 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 big gold belt or the, you know, the, the mm-hmm. world championship. And then they had the United States championship. Like there's always yeah, like a secondary or the, belt.
1: The, and then they had the TV title and everything like WCW had a lot of belts. Oh,
0: yeah. Um, but <laughs> but apparently back in the in the territory days, like that's where cause he wasn't Coco B. where He was just Coco Ware, I guess. But yeah. that was he was like that level like semi main event level in a lot of these territories and like to see that in the WWF he was you know they they talked about like teaming with Owen Hart and they what did they refer to him I can't remember the team he had the team with Owen Hart and it was like
1: um, it was high energy yes yeah and he would come in there and he would be like high energy I can't sing it like he did but he was just freaking amazing though I love that guy I love Coco Beware. You know, that was the thing. Like the personalities were so interesting and so engaging and stuff. Even when it was guys who just lost matches or or were just like enhancement talent. Um I just I I remember just thinking like Coco Beware was just such a fun character, such such a fun uh wrestler to watch. So
0: And see, it's so it's funny because there's certain things that I found when going back and watching things like this that you like as you liked as a kid yeah because and we we talked about this in the you know like the like you said the preview episode and mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. it's what we liked as kids and what we now look back on as adults sure. and, and sure. how a lot of times the product is for kids and how sometimes it's not you want to it was and i and i found that so today at work, as we as we record this, it was a very slow day. I'm not going to say what day, but it was a very slow day, mm-hmm. and um, we were uh, we were watching wrestling. <laughs> Me and the one guy, we, we'll put the TV on and we'll uh, we, nice. have, we have Peacock hooked up, and so we'll just watch wrestling. So we were waiting and like, what do we want to watch? So I put on a show from 2007. It was actually uh, well, I'm not going again. I'm not going to say what what show it was, but there was a. Uh, a bra and panties match that I forgot until they were introducing it, and I had to quickly pause it.
1: Oh, god, yeah, I work
0: in retail, and we had a store full of people. Oh, no, (laughs) so I had to pause it and say, Oh, no, we can't watch this just yet. (laughs) And um, later on in the show, John Cena comes out with the spinner belt. I need to sneeze, hold on, the
1: spinner belt,
2: oh.
0: didn't work um yes john cena comes out with the with the spinner belt and um my associate who is i don't want to say because here's another wrestling term a mark i don't want to say i'm not a mark because i am a mark i'm a fan of the show i get lost in the Oh, that, you know, and sometimes it's the whole, well, this wasn't real, but that, that was real. No, it wasn't, but whatever. You know what I mean? Like you get lost in that sort of thing sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. You do. Sometimes I feel like he is even more so.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: you know because he's mm-hmm. been, like uh i had to had to unfortunately give him some uh real life facts about uh the ultimate warrior at one point and how not oh, good man. of a person he was yeah he's like, look at him and i'm like yeah he doesn't do anything but run down shake the ropes do I mean, a few yeah. terrible looking moves and that's whatever. an
1: example of when i was a kid yeah when i was a kid i loved the ultimate warrior because of that you know the energy and the look and the whatnot but it's but yeah, looking at it as an adult, I'm just like, how did I ever like this? <laughs> right.
0: And this guy, he's like, look at him, he's so powerful, look at him, he's so big. And I said, yeah, because he's mm-hmm. like, he goes, this is a few weeks, a week or two ago, he goes, he's so muscular. I said, those aren't muscles, those are steroids. Steroids, yeah.
2: <laughs> well, um, I mean,
0: as a kid, you don't know that. Well, no, of course. But it's just funny to me that this that this grown man who's actually older than me is like, no, he's still one of the best. And I'm like, he's really not, but whatever. But so John Cena's there. Let us us remember the WCW
1: run. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Oh. Oh, Oh, we should cover that at some point. Um, Uh, Yeah. But uh, he, John Cena, in this one we were watching today, uh, he's holding up the spinner belt, and he goes, "Man, I miss the spinner belt." He's like, "I really love the spinner belt." I said, "Yes." (laughs) I said, "You and children." Because oh, that's, I... that's what it was. It was, yeah, it was yes, a it was fidget
1: a... spinner, basically.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, it was the character that he was at the time, you know, because all the, yeah, rim, you know, the spinning don't... rims and all that. I said, but really, the and we all, we I'm sure you know this as well as I do, and people listening to this probably do, too. The reason that they did that was so that they could sell the toy version of it.
1: Of course. Of course.
2: You
0: know? And that's that why is... I said, I, I said I don't... you and children mm. love yeah,
1: <laughs> Yeah. I think I I would agree with that for sure.
0: And that's unfortunately a lot of the, a lot of the characters, like we just said, you know, ultimate even, (laughs) even the Coco beware character, like, yeah, I mean, his
1: character was very, you know, it was very much for the kids and just, I mean, I'm shocked that he was able to pull off that, that costume barely, but you know, I mean, he tried, I mean, it's, you know, it's not his fault. It's just, but speaking of costumes, I mean, we're going to get to that more often. You know, after this, but still it's yeah. Coco be where I don't know, I just still like the guy and I I just I enjoyed his wrestling. So
0: when that and that the main so thing. so that's one of the things now looking back at it is like as a kid for for some people, you know, like as a kid it was like, Oh, he's he's flashy, he's high energy, like we said, you know, whatever yeah, he is. Yeah. And looking back on it now, I'm like he could actually go in the ring like he was now. Actually I know how a how good appreciate... wrestler. Yeah, like now I look and I think we we've talked about this. Like I actually appreciate some in ring and I'm and I've and I, admittedly I am my my friend says wh- when it comes to me I'm more of a sports entertainment fan than a wrestling fan because I like uh-huh. the storylines I like the drama I like that you know not necessarily in ring work isn't necessarily what I'm looking for you know the moves you know I'm very much the the Vince McMahon style of commentating with oh what a maneuver and not like <laughs> the you know the knowing all the names of the moves and things like that i know some of the names of the moves but you know i'm just like well oh, oh he got him there like okay but what did he get him with well I, I don't know but it looked devastating you know like that's how i would if you know
1: what I, mean? I mean maybe that's why they had rob bartlett on there was just to you know avoid vince getting off the bat <laughs> like... <laughs> feedback or something i don't know i'm sure vince doesn't really care he'll just light his you know he'll light a cigar with like a hundred dollar bill or something and just not care but
0: well he is and i'm sure you know this story uh and if you don't i will send you a, a clip where where uh bruce pritchard talks about it vince is the inspiration for the million dollar man character
1: of course of course he is have I you have ever no heard th- doubt
0: have you ever heard that story
1: um i i might have in the past so very quickly it's been, it's, yeah it,
0: for anybody listening kiona i'll send it to you in a little like when well, we're done with this but sure, for anybody sure. listening go out of sure, your sure. way find the the bruce pritchard clip where he talks about on the podcast i'm but really not
1: surprised for, by that <laughs>
0: basically um the story very you know as, as a quick aside the story basically goes um Pritchard and some of them didn't understand the character. Like, okay, so he has a lot of money. Like, I don't didn't get understand
1: it. Whatever. don't, Okay. And
0: then they were on a plane, and like Vince hates smoking, like cigarette smoking. He yeah. hates it. Uh, yeah. Um. Pat Patterson and I think it was Patterson and Pritchard one time, but I know it was Patterson. Used to smoke, and he purposely put cigarettes out in the ashtray in Vince's car. His like, oh you know, expensive car, whatever. just And like left the, just you know, like leave left the cigarette it. bus yeah. in there, or whatever. Yeah, and of yeah. course, that was like, the, that, that pit, because his car not only smelled I'm like sure smoke. That pissed him but off. then like the ashes were all in there. Oh yeah, he was not so happy about that.
1: I'm sure, I'm sure.
0: <laughs> and so, they were on a plane, and they were in first first class, of course. Because I don't yeah, think a man it's would Vince. fly anything yeah. else. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. And in the first row of seats... Was it was either whoever was it like basically it was that old thing of like the smoke stays on that you know like when when restaurants used to be smoking and non yeah 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 there's a comedian I saw where he says as if the smoke is disciplined enough to stay over to this one yeah exactly exactly and and that's how it was it was either Vince and 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 Bruce were in the second row or they were in the first row and the smoker the wannabe smoker was in the whatever it was it was like they were opposite and. The guy, you know, who the the other person who they weren't associated with pulls out a cigarette and he goes to light it. And Vince was like, How about you put that out, pal? And he's like, I want to smoke. This is obviously back when you could smoke on airplanes, you know.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, He's like, I
0: want to, I want to smoke. Like, I paid for this seat. And he's like, I'll give you a hundred bucks if you put that cigarette out, pal. And he's like the the million dollars. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, it gets better. He's like, Oh no, thank you, you know, whatever. And, uh, you know, he's like, I, I paid for this. I, I really want to smoke. And he's like, 200 bucks, pal. And he just kept upping the number until he got to like, I think it was like five or six hundred dollars. And Jeez. Vince pulls out, uh, you know, pulls out money and just a lot of cash and just gives yeah it to just him. thumbs off like five, six hundred bucks. And he Jeez. just like Bruce is like stunned at this. And Vince turns to him and goes, everybody has a price. And that's then,
1: the character. and
0: Bruce goes, you are the million dollar man. Of course and actually the cape that uh that Dibiasi used to use that actually was Vince's cape. Oh jeez. Yep. So uh yeah, he is he is the real labor of the 1000000000 dollar man. Um but yes, uh in terms of going back to uh in terms of match rate, um it's very it's very uh disheartening in a way to see Yokozuna mm. because he was one of those uh gone yeah. early. Um Yeah. I've heard Jim Ross specifically say, "Unfortunately, no matter how much they tried to to help, uh, Rodney was his real name. Is a member, yeah, of yeah, uh... yes." I want to ask you, how do you pronounce the last name of that family?
1: Uh, wait, hold on. Uh, I have to look that up. Hold on,
0: because I'm a super, uh, northeast Pennsylvania white guy. So I want... um, <laughs> I would
1: I would just say. Well, for me, even there's there's a there's an apostrophe there or or um in Hawaiian it would be called an but um uh Anawai, I guess. Anawai. Some I've, I've anawai. heard
0: as, I've heard it as Anawai, I've heard it as on Anawai, like,
1: yeah, Anawai probably would be the correct pronunciation or closer to the correct pronunciation. But yeah, I would just say uh is is acceptable as well, I believe.
0: Fair enough. Um but yes, so Rodney was part of the uh, the Anawai yeah. family, which is uh, the Rock, Roman Reigns, Afa, yes. and Sika, yes. Rikishi, yes. Yes, Umaga. Rikishi. The list goes on. Um, yeah. And uh, Jr has talked about what an awesome
1: that, family. My God, the oh, talent. probably one of the Jeez. yeah, probably one of the
0: the top wrestling families. Incredible. Yeah. Um But Jr has talked about the fact that uh, unfortunately, uh, Yokozuna just would not stop. Eating. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, it
0: was, uh, they, they tried to get him, you know, on a, on a diet plan and this and that, but he just, he just basically just kept eating and eating. And even though he was very agile for his size,
1: he was actually. Yes. Yeah. I, I mean, that's why it's so disheartening to, to hear like the comments like Rob Bartlett, just keep, you know, harping on his weight and stuff and i'm just like you know i I mean i'm not gonna lie okay i've been a heavier person my entire life as well i've always been overweight um not to the degree that that you know that that rodney was unfortunately i mean but but i mean i've always been considered overweight and that's always been a thing and that's like one of the major causes of of some fair, you know childhood trauma in my life but like I don't know. I, you know, sometimes it's very difficult to try to overcome that. And, you know, and it's a constant struggle. And I don't know what he, you know, what his specific case was, but I can just say that, you know, hearing hearing all of that nasty sort of joke, you know, so-called jokes and stuff that Rob Bartlett was making, that was very disheartening to me. So...
2: And I no,
0: and I and I completely agree. And I I don't want this to come off as insensitive, but it probably will. So I apologize in advance, but I'm still gonna say it anyway.
1: Go ahead, go ahead. Even
0: though Yokozuna was the heel, yeah. So Hulk Hogan was yeah. the face forever, well yes. until you know the NWO, thing. until but,
1: the NWO. Yeah,
0: but he was the. But if you go back and look, he did a lot of heelish things. But it was he because did. he was our hero. He was an original. He
1: originally, he was a heel too when he debuted, I, I believe, because I think I saw one of those, you know, old old episodes. Oh yeah, of, way back. Um, yeah, but I mean,
0: for the most part, like he would go and he would, you know, he would not not necessarily be the first, but he would be swinging chairs at people, and you know, oh, yeah, he totally. Would he, would he would, you know, there was there was a lot of things that he did he that, did if what you he look to at totally. it from a certain context, <laughs> it's like, well, wait a minute, how? How is he the good guy here sort of thing? You know what I mean? And that's just how it's always been. This is our hero. And no matter what he does, we're still going to cheer him in the end. And that's in wrestling. A lot of times that's how it's always been. doesn't
1: make it okay. It's just, I mean, it, yeah. I mean, even look at the NWO, look at their popularity. Albeit it was a product of its time as well, but it's but you know, yeah, people love the bad guy. It's it's, Razor Ramon is a good example of it. He appears in this episode.
0: And the reason that I say that is because and I'm again I'm not saying that it's okay, (laughs) but the the faces, there's another wrestling term, the faces, the good guys,
1: the good guys, the baby faces, yeah,
0: would often say things about Yokozuna's weight as well yeah doesn't yeah. make it okay it's just what they did because it was well you're a bad guy so i'm gonna take you, you know knock you I'm down
1: gonna, yeah we're, we're gonna harp on something that's obviously you know yeah
0: and that's again that doesn't make it okay but for a lot and and the thing is with that whether the good guy comes out on top or whatever at least it was you know you could like even in your mind, you could say, "Well, you know that that punch or that bonsai drop or whatever, you know, like in a way, you know, maybe maybe so and so, maybe white meat babyface guy over here deserved that because of some of those, you know, fat jokes that he was making." Yeah, but this yeah, Bartlett I mean, guy, like he never got his come. Well, at least as of he now, never episode, he never got his comeuppance. Didn't get his comeuppance. At least we yeah. know of,
1: yeah. But well, I mean, he did, like he got fired, but, you know, yeah, he did ultimately. But I mean, it's just I would agree with that because I would, I, you know, even when I was a kid, like you could tell that there's something because the thing that never made sense to me was like, if you're such a you know, we we talked about this on the on the other the other episode, which is that if you're such a bad guy, if you're such a heel, if you're so evil, then why is it that you can just walk out of the arena at the end of the night? Why don't the cops come and grab you and get you? I mean, like, right. What, what, yeah. yeah.
2: So I mean, even yes, as a yeah. kid,
1: there's a there's a certain thing that registers of like, OK, this is a heightened reality or this is like something that's, you know, um that that that's not like it's not totally 100 percent genuine or sincere. And so I always thought that when you, you when guys are cutting promos on Yokozuna and stuff and, and talking about his weight or what have you like, yeah, first of all, you know, all, probably ultimately they're going to get bonsai dropped and that's it and and also you know it's it seems like it's part of the show as opposed to what rob bartlett is saying where it just comes off as mean-spirited right
0: and that's the thing it's 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 one of those obviously so obviously they're all together they're all under the wwf banner at this time so in theory it should all come off this way but you're right it comes off differently It's one of those – now, like, I'm an only child, so I don't have this experience from uh, a brother-sister thing, but I have some very close cousins and even very close friends where if I say something rude to them, it's one thing. You know, a lot of people who have siblings, they talk about this a lot. I can make fun of my friend, cousin, sibling, what have you, but if you do it and you're not – you don't know them like that or whatever, like, we're going to square up. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. I can pick on my my insert close relation here, but you cannot. You yeah, know
1: like I mean even like Macho Man is sitting there on commentary. And, and like and you know, like Bobby Heaton on commentary would not say those things. So No. Yeah, it just seemed very you know, it, it was very disingenuous, I felt.
0: Yeah, he just, this, this, and I'm sure this is going to be a recurring thing, Bart, this Bartlett guy wow. just seemed very out of place.
1: Yeah. Uh, you know, when the Steiners come out, he's like, and this is a good segue into the next match, when the Steiner brothers come out, you know, he he says, now who's the guy in the headgear? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, how did you get this job exactly, sir? Right. Um, because you don't even know who Rick Steiner is.
0: <laughs> it to me, it's always weird seeing the Steiners in WWF because I just almost always associate oh God, them with it?
1: WCW. Is, isn't it weird? Um, yeah, and and like the same gimmick and everything, and just and Scott Steiner, you know, like in their like, you know, like they almost look like collegiate. You know what yeah. I mean? Like well,
0: yeah, and that's the thing is like Rick Steiner like continued that, but considering what Scott Steiner went on to do, Holly, yeah. if you hear me, you know.
1: Yeah, like... yeah, yeah. <laughs> Big a Pump. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and and Rick too. Rick changed his image as well. I mean, like years later, they finally you know reteamed for for a match uh, in WCW in the later years, which were the kind of lousy years, but but um, but they did kind of re-team for one, and they were both ultra heels, and I loved it. I love seeing it. <laughs> um, But yeah, I mean, Rick Steiner became like, you know, and I think I remember there was an episode. I, I don't remember what show it was, but anyway, we're getting off topic. But I remember like there was an episode of WCW or something where Rick got hurt, I think. I believe so. And I think it was a bulldog. Somebody tried to give him a bulldog or something and he hurt his neck or something like that. But I just remember that. And it seemed legit because it took a long time for them to get him you know like on on stretcher and everything like yeah it was bad it was bad but um but you know looking at this match first of all the executioners i have in front of <laughs> me who they are <laughs> me too i didn't i had no idea who they were uh, it's just two guys dressed from head to toe in black with like an executioner's axe on their tights
0: uh, the executioners. This were played by Barry Hardy, not yep. related to the Hardy Boys, no. and a name that I was not expecting to see, Dwayne oh, Gill, Gill, later known as Gilberg. <laughs> um, really? Yeah. Do you not remember Gilberg? I oh, you, barely, watching you know that, I that.
1: think I don't know if I was watching at the time or if I missed some of those episodes maybe because so I was it
0: was a uh, so. Uh, later on like many years later the you know goldberg of course in wcw he came out with the you know the smoke and the all you know he walked through the the sparklers and stuff and whatever and he was you know under you know 173 and oh before he finally got defeated which of course that's very much exaggerated number um but uh, you know, all these things, and so then they they made this this Dwayne Gill, they called him Gilberg, and somebody you could yeah. literally see the person spraying the fire extinguisher.
1: I, I do remember Gilberg. I do remember <laughs> Gilberg the gimmick. um, but I don't recall like a whole lot of that whole, you know because i th- I think I was in school at the time. I think I was just doing homework and whatnot. so you know, some days I couldn't watch, but but
0: yeah, that's that's who that was uh, as Amazing. the executioners. Um, a look in here, Barry Hardy. The picture that it shows of him is very interesting. Um <laughs> yeah, it says he was mostly with uh
1: bad boy Barry Hardy,
0: East Coast Wrestling, Mid Eastern, uh, and the NWA, the National Wrestling Alliance. He all had stints in extreme championship wrestling, world championship wrestling, really, and the what world wrestling federation, most notably as one half of the executioners. Mm-hmm. Uh I'm oh, sorry. The Lords of Darkness, and as the Lords. second incarnation of the Executioners.
1: Amazing.
0: Um. Yeah, the Lords of Darkness from the 1990 Lords to Darkness. 1993, and then I guess they became the Executioners. Amazing. After that.
1: Amazing. Um,
0: <laughs> yeah, he was mostly, uh, you know, just a a jobber sort of guy. Oh, there's another yeah. sort of jobber. Yeah, chopper. Um, yep. But there, that that was sort of it. Appears that that's
1: and they, yeah. Cool. Apparently, they had some tag team history, so they knew how to they knew how to enhance the talent, so to speak. You know. Um, <sighs> the match was. I mean, it
0: was clearly mostly just to get clearly just to put over. Yeah,
1: here's a term: put over, put over <laughs> the Steiner brothers. <laughs> um. Yeah. I mean, well, you know, I mean, not that they needed it really. The Steiner brothers are great. They're one of the greatest tag teams of all time. Yeah um
0: for this so also considering the fact that this was the first show it was you know what i mean it was live it was it was raw it was un uncensored uncensored unedited and uncooked
1: guess who added the uncooked line every time (laughs) oh
0: the next match,
1: probably... I wonder sometimes if I'm just... Is this a waking nightmare, or is this is this reality? <laughs> Do I want to be on this planet anymore? <laughs>
0: oh, not not from this planet. There we go. Max Moon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see? segue. Now, you know who Max Moon is, correct?
1: Um, I... I don't think I believe that. Max wait, Smoot. wait. Yeah, did you not wait. know this? That no, that cannot be him.
0: Yes, Max. No, Moon
1: that is the... not him. Are you kidding me?
0: One of the greatest Mexican wrestlers in the
1: history of the sport. That doesn't even look like him at all. Like, I mean, like, I'm that doesn't look. Tell the what? people, go ahead. What? No. I don't believe it. It's K Dog. It's Conan. Conan, yes. No, and his name is Charles Ashnoff. Yes. Yes. Um. So I
0: actually just—it's about a year old, but I was just re-listening to an interview that he did with Eric Bischoff, um, and he talked about the max moon character because vince mcmahon has Jeez. always had this thing um vince oh always was a fan of mighty mouse vince always wanted his mighty mouse and a lot of people thought once they finally got ray mysterio that that would be it but that's why there was always so many different like masked characters and comic book characters and things like of that course. because that's what vince wanted and the max moon character was supposed to kind of be that was uh uh Conan talked about how he got into wrestling, things like that. He got a, he got a tryout. um, I just
1: don't believe it (laughs) uh, with the WWF.
0: And he went in and talked with them and uh, Vince sort of said like, I have this idea, whatever. And he just got the gimmick. And he said that one of the reasons that he left was because it was too difficult to carry the outfit because there used to be a lot more to that outfit than just that... him coming out. There was, like, if you've ever seen it, there was... Because originally, the original idea was that they wanted him to come to the ring via a jetpack every time.
1: Oh, good lord. Um, And,
0: yeah, a lot of the stuff became too heavy. And so he just, uh, he no-showed about two or three events in a row. And they called him and they were like, are you coming back? And he was like, nah, it's too much. I really don't believe that that's Conan. Um, that's actually because of that, and <sighs> because Vince wanted the character to be a thing so badly, that's allegedly
1: why, for a very long time, that, Vince that, and Conan don't have a, a good relationship, apparently. That sound that everybody heard on this podcast was my brain just exploding. <laughs> um, That was that. No, I mean, I do not believe it. I still have a hard time even. I didn't know that, that you didn't wow. know that. <laughs> no i didn't know that i didn't know that honestly <laughs> uh, that's that's
0: amazing that i got to hear that reaction live yeah co- Un, unedited, wow.
1: uncooked and uh, you know <laughs> uncooked uncured um so oh man but yeah uh, um wow okay okay so an- another well no one. wonder he did such a good job against sean michaels <laughs> exactly I was, I was like holy crap this guy can go like another wow moment in this
0: match. So they went to commercial break during this match when they came back. Did you, do you remember what Bartlett said? So every so often it seemed at least that yeah. he would say that Bartlett would say something and Vince would be like, well, I don't know about that. Like try to basically like kind of downplaying all yes, the yes, crazy did. things that, that yeah, Bartlett he did. was saying. And at was one it point, the, was it the ass comment? No, and it, well, this one that I'm talking about in particular was he said something, he goes, uh, like, they went to commercial and then they come back, I think it was during this match, I'm pretty sure it was, and he said something along the lines of, um, you know, like, oh, this, you missed, you know, McMahon's there, or whatever, you know, you missed so much during the commercial or whatever, and Bartlett says something along the lines of, yeah one of them pulled a switch blade on the oh, other. Oh, yeah, and...
1: that's right. Yeah, he said Shawn Michaels pulled a, pulled a knife on him or something.
0: <laughs> and Vince was like, oh, let's not go that far,
1: Bob. You know? like Yeah, seriously. And, like, he he immediately tried to, like, squash, like, I don't want any of that sort of talk on here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there was that comment. And, no, the, the ass comment came during the Yokozuna match where he was like, his ass has a different area code or something. Oh, and yeah. then Vince was like, and and Vince just kind of went you know he was like oh well we don't you know <laughs> so anyway like, like yeah he was like <laughs> so anyway this is this is what about Uber? You know? <laughs> um and yeah. then of
0: course the other the other thing that I thought was interesting was hearing Sean Michael's original Heartbreak Kid theme song, yes, yes, sung yes, by great. the great, sung the late by... great Sherry Martel.
1: Sherry Martel, yeah. Um, and I just of like course... that version a little bit more because I don't have to hear him sing it. Oh, you don't like his version? Mm-mm. I don't you've... like much about Shawn Michaels as. A oh wrestler. my
0: god, you're not a Shawn Michaels fan?
1: I am not a Shawn Michaels guy. I was a Bret Hart guy. Oh, so it's a oh. no. I mean, okay, Shawn Michaels <laughs> as an in-ring performer. Absolutely one of the best. Absolutely. And he did, he gave a lot to the company and to the to the industry. And he's a, he's an excellent performer, I will say that. Athletic as all hell, man. I don't know how he pulled off the stuff he pulled off. And he's much better than the modern, you know, wannabe incarnations of him, who I know will not mention by name. <laughs> um no,
0: I actually I've I always my now my mother loves Brett, but I was always a Sean. Like more Sean. Well, he was, he
1: had an awesome gimmick though, and he knew how to, you know, he knew how to portray that. So I think he actually did a really good job. And I, of course, I love DX. So I guess I can't really say that I'm not a Shawn Michaels fan because DX was awesome. Yes. Yes. So, so fun. So,
0: however, with regards to his theme song, if you've Mm. never heard it, yeah, go on YouTube. Yeah. And find the, uh original well, I guess the second version after Sherry Martel did it, yeah, yeah, where it's Vince McMahon singing it. <gasps> no, to teach Sean how he wanted it to <laughs> say no, yes, I think I'm cute. <laughs> I know I'm sexy like <laughs> so my Vince McMahon is Bruce Pritchard doing Vince he McMahon's impression,
2: he but kept it. He I got kept the it. looks. That they should have that. the girls
1: wild, like. Oh my god! I got the moves that so, really move them. Yeah, <laughs> so amazing.
0: It's it. Oh my gosh! If you haven't heard it, I when we're done that. recording this, because for those who don't know, a lot of times, uh at least with the recordings that I do for clock shelf stuff, there's a lot. Is a little bit of pre chatter, then the show, and then there's a little bit of post chatter. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna when we're doing like that little post show thing that yeah we, you know. I'm yeah. going to send it to you because much like the Max Moon thing, I want to hear, hear my reaction, reaction, reaction to it. <laughs> yes, I know. I,
1: I got it. Man, you should have heard my reaction to the Macho macho Man's rap about Hogan. You know, be a bad be Hulk. A man, you know, Hulk. That... Oh my god. I love it so much. So, so much. Uh, uh, wrestling so... is special. It's very special.
0: There's See, this is one of the reasons that I wanted to go back and talk like old wrestling because like, there's so much where it's like what is a lot of this
1: <laughs> yeah i mean like i said you know it's that sense of history i mean and i'm not saying that i know everything because i really don't i have very limited knowledge of wrestling i I pretty much you know i loved it as a kid i watched it and then i took you know 18 years away from it so yeah it's you know my my stuff like i didn't i didn't even research wrestling i didn't like i had nothing to do with wrestling for 18 years of my life so coming back to it has been very interesting and getting into it and just, you know, and reading, you know, and learning. And that's that's part of, part of the reason why I like listening to Jim Cornette, even though I don't always agree with him, but I love his stories. So,
0: well, that's one of the things is like, I like, and I've, I've always like, whatever I find, like, if I get into something, like if it's a a director, like I have some directors that I really like and I do like a deep dive and I'm like, I want to read, uh, interviews with them I want to you know read their wikipedia page I want to see yeah their yeah you know. You learn and, about them yeah, yeah and I just I, like sometimes I'll just dive right into that and we kind of talked about you know how you know you just said you were into wrestling you were out of it you're back into it I had a very similar experience um and yep
1: that's uh, so why we're nerds Paul that's why yes. we're nerds
0: And I uh, but I've always done that where, like, I will watch videos about it. I listen to, uh, you know, almost exclusively nowadays. That's the, you know, the podcasts that I listen to are almost exclusively wrestling, um, you know, and and whatnot. So uh, for me, I've always been like, you know, reading about it or watching about it or, you know, whatever. So that's why um, I I joke about the, you know, Professor Paul thing, because I'm like, here we go, you know, I'm doing me right now. I'm doing the Conan O'Brien thing where I push the, the glasses O'Brien. up on yeah, my face that's what I was and, I, of. and I throw my finger up in the air. I'm going to tell you some knowledge. like.
2: <laughs> um,
0: yeah. But yes. So, yes, Shawn Michaels defeated uh, Max Moon, as we said, in the longest match on this card. Now, on, The longest on, match? On Peacock, this was because, uh, of course, it was only an hour at the time. On Peacock, it was 46 minutes. You know, once the commercials are taken away. So the Yokozuna Coco Beware match. this I'm I'm on uh the pro wrestling uh now it's called fandom. It used to be Wikia thing. Yeah, yeah. I'm um, on it That match was three minutes forty five seconds according to this. Uh Steiner yep. Brothers was three minutes. Yep. Shawn Michaels ten thirty. And then the yep. very last match of the of the the show. main events um that's another trivia question we said about what was the first match what you know the fact that the the champ the world champion was not on there and then the other trivia question is what was the main event of the very first monday night raw and it was probably the greatest gimmick to ever exist in wrestling i've continued to say my mm-hmm. favorite wrestler my favorite character my favorite mm, i want not say my favorite performer but my favorite if you ask me who's my favorite the undertaker being accompanied Absolutely. by paul bear defeated someone who i don't really know a whole lot about i, I don't... yeah
1: you know i've totally forgot about him yeah it's it's you know and and i mean don't, no disrespect but it just I i forgot that character completely
0: the character of Damien demento <laughs>
1: uh from the outer reaches of your mind oh my god uh yeah that's Um, that's almost as good as being from parts unknown well yes of course um because how else would you have gotten to where you are if not
0: from being somewhere that's unknown
1: from parts unknown yeah (laughs) sometimes sometimes wrestling was very strange
0: yeah so the title of the show once again for those who may not remember is reflecting and analyzing uh wrestling um at one point, I was thinking the R would be reacting.
2: <laughs> At one point, I thought
0: I, w- I was going to pitch that it was just going to be R-A-W, really awful wrestling. But then I thought that limits us because then we can't also talk about good stuff if we only talk Yeah, about exactly. We would have to focus
1: on the really awful things.
0: <laughs> but sometimes it is really awful. I got to, uh, as I said uh, earlier uh, today as we're recording this, I was watching stuff and I got to basically explain um, the concept of a bra and panties match to a co worker of mine. I then got to explain who the fabulous Mula and Mae Young were. I got to explain why we don't talk oh about goodness. the fabulous Mula anymore. Um, I got to explain a lot of <laughs> these things that uh, are just very much, you know, the wacky world of professional wrestling. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, but yeah, that match, uh. I don't have a whole lot to say about it. Um by I mean granted, the show wasn't very long, but by the end of the uh, the the show, I was even though it was the undertaker, I, I was kind of starting to lose interest. I'm not gonna lie,
1: yeah. well, I mean, it was two minutes and twenty six seconds. obviously a kind of a squash, right. but um, always good to see Undertaker anyway. It's always good to see Taker it's always good to see Paul bearer, that old gimmick yes the original gimmick so amazing um i just i love the the face the, the paul bearer's facial expressions oh yeah and the voice throughout that match the, the oh my undertaker thank you because i don't think i,
0: I, I like, didn't think i could get my voice that high but yes thank you for i don't know it. like yeah, i don't know how i do that
1: it's just like it, I, i've been i've been Imitating Paul Bearer for like my whole life because my family gets a kick out of it. But you know, I, it's just so it's fun to just see him do his, you know, do his thing. Um, with the urn, always with the urn. One, so it's where um, Taker draws his power from, I mean, it's just great.
0: When, uh, when talking about the storyline that comes several years later with Undertaker, the whole, you know, brother yes. and all that. Yeah. Sort of stuff, um, Again, Bruce Pritchard, when he talks about he does a he does a, a lot of impressions of some of the you know the people when he's talking about them. And uh one of, of the ones that he does with regards to Paul Bear is cause the thing with uh you know Paul Bear is the father of Undertaker's
2: half brother yes. or whatever. Yes.
0: And uh it's he does basically the way that he does it in the high-pitched voice, like, oh, when I was, you know, diddling with your mama or whatever, and, like he does <laughs> it in like the
2: <laughs> Oh, <laughs>
1: I love those types of managers, though. You know, the, the 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 real sycophantic managers that are just sitting there going like, yes, yes, Undertaker. And then you have like guys like, you know, like Paul Heyman that are just sitting there with Roman Reigns. And he's going, he's going, you are my tribal chief. I love yeah. you, my tribal chief. I love you. <laughs> it kills me. It kills me. I'm just like, you're such a sycophant. I, I, I don't would probably
0: know. Put, I would probably put Paul Bear uh, in, in the discussion of great managers.
1: Yes, absolutely. Yeah, he's great. I love Paul Bear. Paul Bear is, he was fantastic. Uh, a couple, oh my er, gosh.
0: Good. Were you going to say something?
1: No, no, I'm just thinking, it's just good memories. It takes uh, you back, you know, it takes you back. A couple
0: other good things about this show. Um, we Razor see- Ramon?
1: Oh, I was going to go with Doink the Clown
0: or Dork Doink, the Doink, yeah, Doink. Doink do- is well, great. Bartlett kept saying Dork the Clown, and I think Dorf even Vince cl- was like, Dork the Clown. Yeah, Dork the Clown. And then I think it was Macho Man who was like, his name is Doink, and Vince was like, <laughs> yeah, that's right, his name, yeah, his name isn't Dork. What do you, <laughs> like, I don't know if that was on purpose or not. Macho. But-
1: you know, I, I understand that that like, you know, Vince had taken Macho off like the active rosters on because of injuries or what have you. Like he was trying to transition Macho Man away from being in ring and sort of transition him to being a commentator. But and of course Randy Savage did not want that. But I I gotta admit though, as a commentator, Macho was great. I, I think he was.
0: So it's interesting because the that's that's the thing, right? Is you hear that you've heard that story that Yeah. Vince, you know Hogan was was got well not officially. Hogan was Hollywood
1: at that point. Yeah,
0: in '94, he he eventually goes to WCW. He was Hollywood at this point, but not Hollywood Hogan. But yes, not Hollywood, but I mean he was in Hollywood. Yeah. Um. And then you know he actually he comes back in '93, so we'll get there. Mm But um, in '94 he goes and and he wanted to go younger. Like that was that was Vince's thing. Was he wanted to go younger? Uh, Hogan's basically out of here. We're gonna transition Savage into uh into a commentary role, and he says like you know you're gonna be there because he did perform and 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 you know every yeah he still did in ring stuff yeah um. But he wanted to go younger. That's why Brett's the champion. At this point, Sean is the Intercontinental champion and, you know, all the all the guys like that. And if you hear Eric Bischoff talk about it when he was signing Savage. Savage was like, I want to still be in ring. I still think I have a lot to give and and what have you. But if you listen to Bruce Pritchard talk about it, Pritchard says that to them. Savage was the one saying, I don't want to be in Ring anymore, I want to be a commentator, I'll do stuff once in a great while, whatever. So it sounds like either one is not telling the truth between those two, or it sounds like maybe Savage was telling one
1: one thing and one the other. It could be, it could very well be. I thought, okay. now I don't know exactly where I heard this. So because it was a while ago that, you know, like some months ago that I came across this interview. But I think I saw an interview with Randy Savage where he did say that he wanted to do more in ring and he didn't want to be on commentary.
0: And I've heard that as well. Like, I I mean,
1: it was from him. Right. He was being interviewed. So I don't know. Who knows? You know, who knows? But.
0: And and like like I said, I've I've heard (laughs) that as well, and I've heard that you know he basically said like um you know I I still have a lot to give
1: yeah and he did
0: and you know he would apparently he would joke when um when they asked him you know could you you know we need we need something here whatever he'd be like sure I can I cannot do a a Macho Man impression but he would be like sure ask the ask the old.
1: oh my if this is gonna be the thing you're if you're gonna be the impression guy i am gonna love doing this show even more i don't know i can do some of them i used to do a better savage though i think i like i damaged my vocal cords or something but like yeah i mean probably too many one too many of those macho man. i did one once and somebody told me that i sounded like a demon so i'm not gonna even
2: try
1: (laughs) oh man um Oh but, yeah, but I love doing Macho Man. I love doing the the Macho Man impression because it's just so over the top out there.
0: But know, basically, but yeah. what he had said, you know, was something along the lines of, "Sure, you know, ask the old man, lace up the boots, you know, like <laughs> these young guys can't get it done, so I, love, I will." I love like, I doing can do the cadence.
1: I love doing his lines from Savage, but I love doing his lines from Spider Man where he's like, "Hey freak show, you're going nowhere."
2: Oh my gosh, this is gonna be great! I'm
0: gonna, I'm just gonna start. Whoever it is, I don't care. I'm gonna get. I need to get you to do at least one impression every episode.
1: Oh, and the dusty roads, the dusty roads. Oh, can you do a dusty roads? I, I can kind of do a dusty. I can, I can do that. Like, Fuck it, like a okay. you know, like you gotta do that. But you gotta do like the. You got, you gotta do like the lisp. Like... Yeah, you gotta
0: do the lisp. <laughs> yeah, baby. Like I can't do it, but <laughs>
1: like, well, let me tell you something about the the boy Rick Flair. No honor. <laughs> no respect. He's not Rodney Dangerfield. <laughs> no, I'm doing the hard times for a moment.
0: I know, but just the way you sounded when you did that, it sounded
1: more like Rodney Dangerfield. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Maybe I went into a little bit of Dangerfield there, but. Oh,
0: but yes. The no respect uh,
1: line. Um,
0: but the but hard yes, but... times, Daddy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we're gonna have to make this a segment. <laughs> oh God, no! Please don't put me on the spot like that.
2: Oh my gosh!
0: Every we're gonna have to do. Like, you want to those... hear my
1: Razor Ramon? No, I'm kidding. Oh. oh, it's probably offensive now, but like back then, man, Razor Ramon, so much fun.
0: So yeah, okay, but... so we did see that that interview. Um, yeah, you were you yeah. were saying. So, what was your what was your favorite part about that interview?
1: Oh, it's just I mean, I just love Razor Ramon. I love the whole. Like Vince goes, this is your golden opportunity. And Razor Ramon is just, Scott Hall's sitting there going, like, oh, did you just say that, Vince? Because he's just going, like, going, like, golden opportunity. Man, you talking to Razor Ramon. Like, it's just, it, you know, just like the fact that Vince McMahon did not know that Scott Hall was doing a Tony Montana impression. Yes. Like he did not know who Tony Montana was. That to me is the gold, the most golden part of that whole thing. I'm looking but, up. I, I'm, man, I'm, I'm, I'm on a thesaurus website. Oh my God. I used to do, yeah, like, okay, every single time Razor Ramon came on TV. <laughs> oh, I got like, it. I got the name of the my segment. Favorite. I got the name of the segment. You ready? Okay, go. Your last name is Tang, right? Yes,
0: yes yes Tang's takeoffs oh geez oh yes this is a segment we got it we got it you're gonna do this different? <laughs> a different we'll fi- no find...
1: i can't do everybody though. oh my it's gosh just... oh we'll find, no no, find no something no, no.
0: relevant we'll find like a promo or something from somebody it's, relevant it's... to the
1: episode oh, and we'll just Lord. have you do the promo as them oh, every week Lord. <laughs> I just, I but Razor Ramon was one of my favorites just because you know he had the it was the Tony Montana thing, it was just that whole thing where he's just like, Look at me, man! I got the gold, I got the clothes, I am Razor Ramon. It's just, I'm gonna, I'm gonna clip man. that part,
0: and that's going Scott, on. Social. Scott
1: Hall <laughs> is the greatest. No, I mean. You you know what, though? I always did. This is my way of paying tribute to the man because, you know, I love Scott Hall so much and I'm so sad that he left us this year. I'm Um, I'm incredibly sad. I actually. um, That brought uh, a tear to my eye. I'm not going to lie.
0: We're well, as this gets uploaded, we're, you know, into the into the new year. Yeah. Or last Um, year, I should say. Sorry. (laughs) But uh, I did a sort of year end thing for social media and, um, when he, when Scott Hall passed, um, I do a picture a day for one of my, uh, one of my Instagram accounts. And the picture that day was a selfie of me doing the, uh, the wolf. Oh uh, man. Yeah. And so I included that in my thing because like, that was a big thing that happened this year.
1: Okay. Okay. You want to know my favorite line that he ever said as Razor Ramon?
0: Of course I do. Well you have to do it in those.
1: When he goes to Macho Man, I and this is like I don't was this on Superstars? It was one of those shows where he goes up to Macho Man and he goes up to him and he goes, and he says, hey, "A you need a lesson in machismo," and he flips his <laughs> toothpick at him, and that is the funniest moments of Razor Ramon. I think that's one of the funniest moments that I ever saw. Just brilliant. Those two, I mean, like, yeah. What a guy.
2: Mm. Good times.
1: Um, you know, like I said, this brings me back, man. This it takes me back to my childhood. So, or my, my, uh, my, I guess you could say my in between child to adolescenthood. I don't know. What would you call that? The, Tween-hood? T- the tween years.
0: Um, Yeah, I was I was I mean, there is an age gap between you and I. So I was pretty young. I mean, I'm sure in my household that we watched this personally. I I don't have any memory of watching this live. Um, I'm sure again, I'm sure we did, but. um, But But that uh, is so long ago. (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
1: Oh, Um, you know, one thing that we didn't really talk about um, there, there's a couple of things that we can talk about before we end. Um, but one of the things was they did like uh, they, they showed a, a recording of Kamala turning baby face. And I know that Kamala as a character is probably, you know, I mean, I would I would definitely think it would be very problematic um, today as a portrayal. But. I got to say, like, like just that. um What was his name? What was his real name, Kamala? uh i'm gonna look that up real quick um so james harris james harris yeah (laughs) which is like like, the most common guy name ever (laughs) what a name yeah i mean sadly we just lost him in 2020 and um but you know i what i heard that i was very saddened because kamala was a big part of you know that time of my life as well um I just remember seeing him all the time. But the funny thing was, I didn't remember him turning baby face. And that's my point. That's the point I was trying to get to is that, you know, them showing him like turning against against his manager, who's a guy named Kim Chi.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I, I literally I
1: mean, just face palmed um, Kim Chi and Harvey Whippleman.
0: Now, Harvey Whippleman, I remember, obviously. Most, for the most part, though, I don't remember. I remember Kamala being
1: a a heel yeah I didn't even remember him turning baby face yeah honestly so maybe no. I didn't see this episode I don't know <laughs> it's 30 years ago so my memory's foggy but um yeah I mean it's it, it's it's an interesting you know like I I didn't really think of him as having like a, a character arc for lack of a better phrase on uh on wrestling so that's 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 interesting to me. Like, I'm curious to see what happens.
0: It's it's funny to go back and see a lot of these things where it's, you know, um, what, how do I say it? Sort of who's who, who's where, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, if you would ask me, like, I probably couldn't tell you, like, we talked about, like, Coco Beware before, yeah. you know, and I said, like, oh, yeah, like, I've heard that, you know, this, that, and the other. I couldn't tell you, like, if you had said, oh, who was this tag team partner in 93, I would have probably thrown up my arms because I don't remember. Because whether it's just the eventual, you know, the the corporate machine mm-hmm. that, like, Vince, you know, turned the company into where... Because they rewrite a lot of their history and and they, they tell you you they know surely do. they they want you to remember this and they don't want you to remember that you know what I mean like there's just so much about a lot of these characters like Damien yeah. Demento yeah.
1: who you know who? Coco, <laughs>
0: Coco, Coco beware
1: Haystacks Calhoun who
0: oh no I actually know Haystacks Calhoun know hey no Calhoun. I don't <laughs> just but I just wanted to
1: say the name I'm sorry I yeah. wanted to say the name but no but it's just a, that thing of an like, amazing name
0: but it's just that thing of like you know they kind of unfortunately they kind of dictate who you remember and who you don't you know what i mean yeah like yeah, they and do. and there's just certain characters like that that it's like oh yeah like and i'm sure if if i if we clicked on his page you know we would see what whatever arc the kamala character did have But because it wasn't, and obviously, you know, we were kids watching it, so who did we, we we cared about Hulk Hogan, we cared about The Undertaker, we cared about the the more upper main Mm -hmm. event guys, we didn't care about, and it's really sad to say, but we didn't really care about, to a certain extent, even the Steiners, you know what I mean? We didn't, oh, I cared about I, the Steiners. You know what I'm. You know what I'm saying. Though. It's no, like, I'm not saying we did, but like, there's just there. There's a reason that you know, guys on the upper card, guys on the you know upper mid, mid, yeah. lower yeah. mid, and lower yeah. you know card. Yeah, that yeah. like we don't really tend to remember them or talk about them or what have you, and it's not fair. And I, I kind of hope that you know, as we as we go through this. You know, we can we can kind of highlight some of these things. Like maybe we'll, you know, hopefully next maybe not the next episode, I don't remember, but you know what I mean? We'll go we'll go through and it's like, oh wow, like this is the arc of the Kamala character, or like Yeah, I mean I'm
1: because I don't remember him having any kind of like change or character change or anything like that. Like I I would be curious to see Kamala as a baby face. Right. Because I don't remember that at all. I remember him as a heel. And, uh, and you know, it would be interesting. Like they definitely, what's interesting to me is how just the, you know, if you want to get this guy over with the audience and, and have them turn to his side, you just have his two managers just berate and just like, you know, belittle him in front of everybody. And that's immediately, you know, you got the underdog thing.
0: Um, recently, well, not recently, I was listening to it not too long ago, um, on Kurt Angle's podcast, he was talking about the fact that at a certain point in WWE like mid 2000s when they needed him to be a heel cuz they they needed people on the heel side of the roster and mm-hmm. people just wanted to cheer him so what yeah. did they do they put him with Davari. i don't know if you were watching at that time who but devari was like the uh no, wasn't. He, he was a he was like a how do i say this, almost a stereotypical like middle eastern character sort of yeah. thing so do you remember the the even if you weren't watching i'm sure you you at least read about the muhammad Hassan character where the he was like the the again the middle he was a middle eastern character and he was like you know um you know you all are treating me this way because it's only a few years after september 11th and and mm-hmm. i'm just like you and you know whatever and again he was he was supposed well, to be the bad guy, but he wasn't. If you go back and listen to anything he says,
1: he's yeah. absolutely right in everything well, he says. Because again, again, going back to the Futurama episode where Bender is participating in the robot, you know, the robot wrestling or whatever it was and, and robot boxing or something. And then they have the foreigner or something. And he comes out there and he says, I'm not from here. I have my own customs and traditions. Yeah. And people just throw things at him.
0: <laughs> and that's and so that's that's what it was was the character of of Muhammad Hassan uh, eventually was taken off of television because of something that unfortunately coincided with something that happened in real life. But oh, the no. character of Devo- well, so the the show because they used to tape um, SmackDown yeah. uh, earlier, yeah. like they taped it on Tuesdays, and it was supposed to be where he had these. Um, kind of hooded figure characters that resembled kind of militants from the Middle East come oh. out and like carry somebody off in a way that looked oh. religious almost. But unfortunately, that aired or was about to air on the same day that there was a terrorist bombing in London. Oh and you know obviously it was not in good taste and all of that yeah and so then the the next it was either the next week or within a week or two or whatever undertaker who was in the american badass version of the undertaker mm-hmm. picked him mm-hmm. up and power bombed him off the stage and that was oh. we never saw the character again well
1: that was in wwe's
0: exit and um The care, but his his manager, who was also he was like a manager wrestler sort of guy, he was still there as a manager, and he became Kurt Angle's manager. And because we were automatically hating him, we that made us not like Kurt Angle, because how could Kurt Angle, our Olympic hero, side with this terrible guy? Mm -hmm. Mm So that that's just what they do. Going back to the Kamala thing, that's what they do, where you you (laughs) take someone that the audience automatically hates no matter what and they're always going to hate that person and if that person is against this person well then we're going to cheer that person yeah you know because yeah you know and that's that's exactly what they did here oh harvey whippleman who no one ever which of course is like no
1: one ever likes
0: right and of course from the stories you hear he would like actually like one of the nicest people ever of course of
1: course playing a role yeah completely
0: you know, you're right. Like the audience is never gonna like him or whatever. So if if Harvey Whippleman doesn't like him, that means we do like him. So Kamal oh, is a good guy now.
1: <laughs> dude, I completely like. I completely understand. You know the the whole thing about you know being a being a heel. Because let me tell you, if I was in wrestling at all, if I had the size and the whatnot to to be in wrestling, I would have totally been a heel. I'm a born heel. People don't realize that about me. <laughs>
0: So I mean a, like there's a common thing um where you know and people talk about it a lot where if you're uh a good guy on TV, your chances are you're a heel in real life, yeah. and vice versa. I kind of so believe that in a way. I always <laughs> wonder because like people always tell me that like I'm very nice or whatever, and I always think that I'm like an asshole. So
1: <laughs> <laughs> I always wonder like if because... I Yeah, because, you know, in my, in my, I have moments, I mean, if you've, if you've listened to me on, on, on stream, you've heard me say it a couple of times, but it's like, you know, I have my moments where I just like, oh my God, I really loathe humanity. Like, I mean, you know, and, and I could just, I definitely would be able to transition that into a healed character. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Because that's how you get it out. That's how it comes out. You know, you get it out of your system that way. So I kind of understand that because yeah, you know, you just. And the best Part thing, of life, with,
0: the best thing with uh doing anything, uh they always say the best characters are the person with the volume cranked up, you know? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. like if you're if you're sometimes a bad guy or, you know, if you're sometimes, you know, if you really like this thing, focus on that. And that's your character.
1: Well, like, for instance, like, playing Mass Effect, which is a a video game, you know, not to get too tangentially, you know, off target here, but, but like, just when I play that game, because there's a morality system in the game where you can be either, like, a paragon of virtue, like, somebody who's very virtuous and very patient and very understanding, and you have the the other form, which is Renegade, which is kind of how I got the name Renegade Pop Culture was from that game, and... And Renegade is more like the ends justify the means. You just do what you have to to get the mission done. You know, you don't have any patience for anybody. You don't take any crap. And and so what I do in the game is, and apparently a lot of people play Paragon. Like most people who play that game, 70% of the audience or what have you play Paragon. I always, almost always play mostly Renegade. Like not fully Renegade, but mostly Renegade. And because to me, it's more fun. Like, you get to, you know, you, you just defenestrate a fool when he's, you know, trying to like, trying to threaten you and stuff like that. And so, and, you know, your character's just like, oh, yeah. And then just push him out a window. I mean, <laughs> it's just fun. It's more fun to me. Like, you know, as a paragon, you probably just be like, oh, okay, you told me get out of here. And as a renegade, you just be like, well, good night. And me that's it's just more fun and i tell my friends this all the time and they're like my god Kyoto, you're terrible and i'm like well yeah you're just knowing this now where have you oh, been it's
0: always it's always more fun to be a bad guy
1: <laughs> my all... old teachers at high school used to say it's always the quiet ones yeah unfortunately that's no, become too much of a meme now it's it become is. too much of a thing now but yeah <laughs> but i mean you know But yeah, that's what uh, that's what they said about me, too. But I wasn't that bad. But still, I mean, it's just it's fun to be a heel character is my point. You know, it's because you get to let all that aggression out and whatnot. Speaking of which, let's talk about Doink.
0: I am very 50 50 on the Doink character. I remember loving that character when
1: I was a kid. Now, as I look back, I'm like, eh, yeah, it's a little tease. I, I see look, what they were going for. I see what they were going for.
0: I like the concept of at first it was the evil clown whatever and then yeah. like obviously it was like they they then went tried to go face with them.
2: Yeah, um, that I remember I didn't care the for. thing the,
0: the thing that I remember the most it's I think it's like 2 years after this like 95 or 96 or something when there was Doink and Dink and Dink. And you know like there was like all the 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 little people clowns like Yes. Oh, the golden age. No. Uh, yes. Not even yeah. slightly. Um, yes, the... Ninety-five, probably the worst year in professional wrestling, actually. That was a rough one. But uh yeah.
1: But okay, so so they were obviously they had him in a in in a feud with uh crush. Your crush, the coda crush. <laughs> yes. Brian Adams, uh the great Brian Adams, um who I I, was he originally actually from Kona. I think he lived there. Yeah, maybe he lived there. I could imagine that. But, um, but I mean, he pulls on you know what? It does say birthplace, Kona, Hawaii. It does say that. Yeah. So, yeah,
0: but raised in a spot that I'm not even going to try to pronounce. Uh, wait, hold
1: on. Let me see. Where is that at? Uh, I'm on the I'm on the, the
0: fan the, the fan yeah. page for him. Under career. Kiala Kekua.
1: It's Keala Kekua. Um Yeah, Kiala Kekua Hawaii and he attended Kona Waina or Waina, as we say it over there. Sometimes we would say that. Um I'm normal there's there's quite a bit that I can say. Yeah, you could probably pull that one out. It's Keala Keikua. So if Kekua. There you go. Yeah, if you just pronounce it like phonetically then you, you can get it. Pretty easy. So, yeah, I mean, you know,
0: ooh, he was originally named the American Ninja.
1: The American Ninja. Oh my goodness gracious. Jeez Louise. Um but yes, uh you
0: were going to say about Doink and Crush.
1: Yeah, so Doink and Crush. Um, I just find that a weird sort of feud, but you know, but I, but I do love the fact that Crush comes out there, you know, absolute baby face. And by the way, all those, you know, the buildup that they gave him of him just being a kid and just wanting to crush things, I thought was one of the most hilarious buildups, <laughs> where they did these little vignettes of him thinking back to his childhood, and all it was was just him like crushing toys. <laughs>
0: It's so weird. He's one of the few characters who went through multiple gimmick changes, but his name never changed.
1: Yeah, I know. Yeah. Except, I guess, towards the end. But, you know, when he just became known as Brian Adams. But I mean, I. But But, I I mean, like,
0: he was he was he was crush like the, you know, this like surfer dude. And then he was crush in like the the motorcycle gang. DOA. Yeah. 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 And like, but he just always like kept that name. Like, it was just odd to me.
1: Yeah. I love him though. I, I, I always did love him. And I think it was because, you know, they built him from Kona and everybody was, you know, we were in Hawaii at the time. So everybody was like, oh, yeah, Crush, he's our guy. But, you know, I mean, he had to wear the most ridiculous ring, you know, ring attire. But still, I mean, just, and, and also his finishing move of him just crushing a guy's head like it's a coconut. Um, i don't know about that so much but you know
2: <laughs> i'm sorry
0: because was... to me i don't know if you meant it this way but i took that as like the whole um like we were talking about before like i said that that word you know that we're not supposed to say anymore like whatever like that <laughs> it was very much like a like yeah he did this thing and it's, it's like when like when you have the the old thing of like i'm the whole i'm not from around here and like the wwf <laughs> wwwe did that for a very long time right where it was i'm american so i'm the good guy you're literally from anywhere that isn't canada that
1: isn't canada yeah cuz if you're
0: from canada you're sometimes the good guy you're sometimes like, okay. the bad guy cuz you're our neighbor to the north yeah uh for the most part if you were anywhere from anywhere else you were automatically the bad guy because you're yeah. a fo- you're a Phrasing it in this way, don't take it like at, I'm not saying you, but you know, you're a dirty foreign heel. You know what I mean? Like that was yeah. sort of like the the thought process. That so, was the thought process, and there that was, was a Vince's lot of things, Thought process, right? And there was a lot of things where it's like, oh, you're from there. Let me give you a, you know, you're from yeah. somewhere over in in Eastern Europe. You're automatically Russian. Yeah. You're from, you know, yeah, what I mean? yeah, like, yeah. You're, you're Nikolai Volkov, so, right? And so it's like. You know, like that's all I thought of. Like that, you probably processed all of this like way faster than I just said it. But it's like, okay, so he's from Hawaii, so of course. So what do they do over
1: there? They crush coconuts with their bare
0: hands. So that's what he could do to their heads. That's good shit, pal.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I I don't know, but but you know what I loved about him is that. like they're okay so in the nine in in hawaii we speak a a kind of you know we speak what's called pigeon you know it's like oh yeah yeah you know it's like a it's essentially like hawaiian creole if you want to call it that i've heard that you know i've seen that as a description for it but it's basically like you know pigeon english is like it's like hey bro what you doing tonight you know you know hey we go over there like that so it's you know, just people just speaking like, you know, just just how locals speak over there. So when when they tried to do that on shows, like, for instance, in the 90s, remember this show called Picket Fences? Yes. they tried to have a character on there that was supposed to be from Hawaii and was supposed to be able to speak pigeon. And it just came out so awkwardly and just so weirdly. And so like, you know, that was kind of, I, I always remember thinking like, nobody really gets it right. Nobody really gets the the local Hawaiian kind of cadence or accent or what have you. And so when Crush is up there, when Brian Adams got up there and he literally, you know, he goes up to doink and he's like, he's like, Hey, brah, like, you know, you, you, go, you, you go and do this. I'm going to smash your head. Like that, that is essentially what he meant. Like that's pigeon for like, I will punch you in the face if you don't stop. And, So the way that he, you know, the way that he used terms like like Brada and stuff like that, like he got it. And I just remember thinking, like, okay, he knows he knows what he's doing. Even if it's just a gimmick, he knew what he was doing. So, I mean, I I appreciated that as somebody that was from Hawaii. I appreciated it.
0: I'm going to go off topic and ask you, did you ever watch Rocket Power on Nickelodeon? No, I never did. OK, there was a character who spoke similarly to that. And now I want to have you listen to it and see if it's if it's oh, accurate. <laughs>
2: yeah, I
1: mean, I yeah, yeah. You know, because not a lot of people did it exactly correctly. Right. So, you know, that was something it was something that that I just remember, like, on picket fences, it was this guy going like like, brah, you gotta help me, brah. And I was like, oh, jeez. Yeah, just because you add, do. just because you add like bra just because you add or, it, it you know, doesn't mean it, it sounds correct.
0: Honestly, and this is gonna sound really like, and I don't, I don't mean it the way it's gonna sound, but it's gonna sound terrible. It's like if somebody was like, "Oh man, could you help me do this?" Yo, like as if they're like, <laughs> "Oh man, that character must be from the hood, like, from
1: the streets,"
0: right? Because he listen, he added "yo" to the end of that sentence. <sighs>
1: oh, like. Oh
0: dear. <laughs> Like, it's that sort of thing. <laughs> uh,
1: I, and, and you know, it, it, it's so weird to me because I remember, I don't remember what movie this was, but it was like an ABC TV movie from way back in like the, the late 90s or something. And it was Dean Cain, of all actors, sitting there with a bunch of guys. And, and they had, it was supposed to be like a sci-fi futuristic thing. And they had somehow like interrupted some kind of sporting event or something. And they were supposed to be terrorists from Hawaii. Really? To which I said, I'm not watching this crap. It's called
0: Future Sport. Future. Oh,
1: I found it. I found it on IMDb. No, you found it. I found it on IMDb. It's from 19. It's terrible.
0: It's, oh, no. Here's, here's really quickly. It's from 1998. Here's this quick summary. In 2025. Future sport is the organized sport of the planet, but someone else is getting organized, of and the their planet. game is war.
2: Ugh, no.
0: <laughs> it's Dean Kane, Vanessa Williams, Wesley
1: Snipes. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> That's a low point if I ever heard one.
2: Oh, my gosh. Wow. Oh, my gosh. I yeah, I saw it.
1: about 5 minutes of that thing and turned it off or maybe it was less than that, it might have been 2 minutes.
2: Yeah.
1: I, I but yeah, a... so anyway. <laughs> so oh, crush, great wrestler. The review
0: really quickly, I, I cuz I'm sorry, there's 29 <laughs> user reviews for this movie and the featured review <laughs> which has one like and six <laughs> dislikes. Best TV movie I've ever seen. <laughs> no. Future Sport is a great movie. Last week was the first time I ever saw it. Dean Cain and Vanessa How Williams they were great it? in it. And of Ow. course, of course Wes Snipes as Fix, that's F I X X was course. great too. This movie is a TV movie like I never have seen one. <laughs> I am
1: because I am Russian Bots
0: <laughs> oh my gosh oh we gotta we gotta find oh I gotta see if this is streaming anywhere because <laughs> I want to watch is that yet. streaming
1: anywhere I don't when know was, I'm gonna when I'm was gonna that look. review written jeez I'm gonna look this is horrible because I just movie. love the fact that it's
0: it's in 2025
1: <laughs> I know it's on Fubo Fubo oh.
0: Fubo voodoo and Tubi and crackle and
1: okay it's on tubie so that's probably how they saw it
0: yeah
1: yeah well, i feel like we gotta Voodoo do that as free. like an episode oh, of geez. paul and all or something oh lord yeah you should do a reaction oh my god okay so how did we get on this topic i don't know well crush and crush being from away that's why yeah but anyway um yeah <laughs>
0: For what it's, I'm just thinking about it. For what it's worth, I'm sure that as we go on, um, because these episodes, I mean, obviously we had a lot to cover in this very first one, um, just because you know we're introducing, like, the, I'm look, I just looked ahead, uh, the next, um, the next episode, the next, yeah, the next episode of of Monday Night Raw has three matches you know matches? what I mean three matches oh gosh so um wow okay
1: you know, I'm I'm sure that uh we will uh does it have more Bobby Heenan cross-dressing that's what I want to <laughs> uh no. more Bobby Heenan and drag is that is that a thing that's going to be a recurring gag
0: it doesn't appear that that's the case but we will find oh here oh, we go oh wait <clears throat> let me
1: do it but we'll find out next time uh no uh <laughs> oh you know what was amazing was that guy that was trying to sell the pay-per-views on like the Superstars show what he would be like he'd be like oh your local cable company i like i just can't even
0: um but i'm just trying to think did we did we have anything else that we wanted to talk about with regards i will
1: i will give you one more razor remote impression okay okay which is which is Hit man. it took you eight and a half years to get to the top. Well, it took Reza Ramon eight and a half months, Chico.
0: There you go. That's the one. One of these, I'm gonna clip one of them out and I'm gonna put it on social media as the promotion for this. Uh for this <laughs> dear God. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Listen, Ah. listen, as Kiona crushes it with Tang's takeoffs, new segment on the the new podcast.
1: Put put him in through hard times, daddy.
0: (laughs) Every week, a new impression.
2: (laughs) (sighs) Oh, man.
1: I want to right. do the Shockmaster master one so badly too. <laughs> <laughs> you want a piece of me, vicious? Come get me! Oh man, Ole Anderson, what a what's, what's funniest voice ever! So I'm did- really thinking with that with the
0: bedazzled stormtrooper helmet. I'm just saying. Um, I do want to make uh, one final thing is that this uh this scored a two point five rating apparently this very first episode, which uh pretty much any show on television these days
1: would love to have a two point five. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. I know, I know, a certain AEW would. Yeah. (laughs) Um. Sorry, we. I love them, but yeah. Oh yeah, I have nothing. I've.
0: I've I have zero. Things tw- against I saw them twice except for the so. lack of CM Punk. I saw them twice live this past year. So yeah, no, I'm totally on the AEW train as well. Um But uh yeah, I I feel like I,
1: I'll tell you what, one more tangent though, one more tangent before we go, because I just saw um I just saw Rampage last night. Okay. and and so they've taken you know you know 10 from the dark order Preston Vance yes so they have now moved him out of the dark order and now he's with Jose the the assistant and I guess he's part of that whole stable with uh, I don't know if we're gonna see Andrade anymore but like anyway Preston Vance has now he has no mask on totally doesn't look the way I imagined him to look by the way and he uh you know he 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 comes up there and he just speaks kind of normally. And he's like, well, everybody's saying Preston Vance can talk. Everybody's saying that. Yeah. And I miss the, the over the top, like, you know, yelly, screamy Probo. Like, I don't know. I just, I feel like everybody just speaks so normally now. And I just kind of miss, you know, I miss guys with a little more aggression. I don't know. It's just, that was what I grew up with. So maybe that's, yeah, I, 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 I disagree because I don't know. I don't know. For me, it's just not as fun. It's not as interesting. It's not as like, yeah. Anyway. Well, I think you have to have a balance, right? Because like yeah. that was the, like, so uh Hulk Hogan. The style has changed.
0: Hulk Hogan, always screaming.
1: Um, Ultimate <laughs> Warrior, always screaming. <laughs> always screaming. Yeah, no, I mean, but I wouldn't say the, every time, but, but just, no, well, you know. That's
0: what I was going to say was, but on the flip side of that, you had
1: Jake the Snake Roberts. He'd yeah talk real low yeah yeah He's yeah drawing
2: you in
0: yes yes i mean i understand that That would pull you in further and yeah he might it's... even get a little bit lower in the way yeah. that he talked and then at the very last moment
2: he'd say something impressive
0: you yeah, know yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what i mean? Yeah, like
1: that's it well that's a, good... well, <laughs> a build-up though that's the build Right. So the thing, but the thing is, you know, like like what I heard in Preston Vance's promo was just like a guy just speaking normally throughout the whole entire thing. Yeah. So not saying that he was bad, I'm just saying that, you know, I just missed the build and I missed the whole like, you know, yeah. Some guys still got it. MGF is uh, you know, of course he's a master class in how to be a heel in modern wrestling, I think. Um he's got it, he's got the, the thing.
0: So I saw him in person once. Yeah? Yeah, we were, um, we were at the hotel where most of them were, a lot of them were staying and whatnot, and, um, we, we walked past him, and he was there, it was, so do you remember the show, uh, it was in Atlantic City, Uh uh-huh, uh-huh, and he came out, and he did, like, the Randy Savage entrance, yes, 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 and he, like, and then he just, like, kissed that one girl, yeah, 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 Yeah. that was the show that I was at, (laughs) um, and uh, I, I that was his girlfriend, I'm pretty sure, because I'm pretty sure that was the same girl that we saw him with later that night. Oh, OK, OK, OK. And we that would uh, make sense. we walked past him and I wanted to say something to him. But I was like, uh, you know, like I, I saw a few of them. I saw the young bucks. I saw you like probably maintain K babe. And the funny thing I'm is, like, sure I was going to turn to him and be like, oh, you hate me and you're terrible and I'm a mark and whatever. But for real, you're awesome. Like I was going to say something like that. Yeah. But I didn't want him to go off on me and like
1: he would you know totally what I mean? he would totally i you know what though like, I would love to be insulted by MJf because I think it would just be the most creative thing
0: well, because I saw several of them and so my my buddy Zach, who i I used to do the wrestling show with, um him yeah. and I went and we met up with our with another what you know another friend of ours and whatnot yeah, and yeah. um like Zach, we've talked about this uh, across yeah. various shows, but Zach is very much like if they're out. Of work because like he like his thought yeah. is if I'm off of work I don't want people to bother me uh-huh, and I uh-huh. get that like we work uh-huh, retail. I get like that. it's different but like when we were at the restaurant we saw a few people walk like I saw two of the the female wrestlers so I went to the waitress and I was like their next round is on me. You know, and then like um, oh. Adam Cole and Britt Baker walked in, and everybody was like walking up, like, "Oh, can we get a picture?" And they were like, "We're actually just trying to get food." And like I turned to Adam sure. Cole, and I was like, "Hey, man, great show tonight." And he gave me he gave me a snap with a finger gun, and went <laughs> he goes he goes, "Thanks, man," you know, or something like that. That's like, cool. See, I like that. I I and I like appreciate that's the thing that, is though. like I don't like I'm not going up and being like, "Oh my gosh, can I get an autograph?" Oh my gosh, can I get a picture? Yeah, no, I literally I just say wanted that. to tell them like hey great show and same here
1: yeah
2: and like the
0: table where the where the two female uh, performers were um they a few other people uh, one or two male wrestlers and um some people from backstage went up and i kind of went up like i approached their table and i like did the like folding hands like please forgive me and i even said i'm like i don't want to bother you i'm like i just want to tell you all great show tonight thank you so much and that like that was it and they were like thank yeah. you you know, whatever. And yeah. I don't want to like interrupt their meal, but I also don't want to like not tell them that they did a good job, you know.
1: Sure, and, like, yeah, it's an appreciation other people, thing. Yeah,
0: right. And we saw other people throughout the thing, and I would be like, "Oh my!" Like, um, we actually saw uh Ruby Soho walk past us. Oh and nice. Then, um, she's tiny, dude.
1: I bet. Yeah, she's she is she looks is really she looks kind tiny.
0: tiny. Um, and then we actually saw her, and then. We saw a few other people. And then the next morning we went to we were looking for something. And the only thing one of the only things open was Starbucks. Mm-hmm. I don't drink coffee. And so I was like, I don't know what they have. Should have should have asked you. But um, <laughs> I actually found something. Yeah, right. that I, ended up, I, I actually found something that I ended up liking. But we saw her standing outside of there and I was like, OK, this is fate. Like we ran into her twice like oh yeah i'm gonna say something and she was you know wheeling her bags whatever and i just said to her i'm like i'm sorry to bother you um fantastic show last night whatever and she was like thanks and again that's all i wanted to say that's all you know what i mean like i don't i don't want to stop and be like oh my gosh could i get a picture with you or whatever yeah i just i'm i'm just like hey great you know i know i saw them
1: yeah just (laughs) to just to yeah i mean just to like just to tell them a little, a little note of appreciation and stuff, and I'm sure that they that they'll love hearing that because you know it's it's work, it's rough, it's a tough job. So,
0: and my thing, like a my, my count, my kind of counter to my my buddy Zach, where he was like, no, like I, you know, don't don't be bothering them, whatever. And I'm like, well, first of all, they, it's I don't want it to sound like this, but like they sign up for it, like if I you're going to be a public figure like that, yeah. like that's you know.
1: That's I mean, you know, I, you, yeah, when I worked my jobs, which were all retail as well, you know, if somebody saw me outside of my job or something and they saw me at the mall or saw me at GameStop or what have you, I mean, I would just be like, you know, and they said hi, I would just be like, oh, hi. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But it's but it's, it's different when it's like, enter, you know, when you're like, an. it's different when you're an person.
1: entertainer. But I mean, yeah, yeah but but, you know, I, how hard is it to say thank you? You know, how hard is it? Right. And that's, how hard and that's, is it to say thank you to the person and how hard is it to say thank you back to the to the and that, fan? Like I said, that's
0: to, the thing is like, I don't want to go up and be like, oh, my gosh, I've been a fan since forever. And yeah, I mean, and I don't want to get do, a picture with you and I don't want like, you know, to
1: freak out, you know what I mean? Right. Like there's conventions for that. Right. right. Yeah. You know? Like, you know, I got to meet, I, you, you know, who um, the, speaking of, you know, because we do the Buffy verse show, but you know who my ultimate crush is from like the Buffy Angel verse. And I'm... it's not who you think it is. Uh, okay, it's not uh SMG. Okay, it's actually um Amy Acker.
0: Oh, okay. I actually could have guessed that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So it's actually Amy Acker. So like um, but SMG is is of course up there. But like, you know, like I I got to meet her. I got to meet her at at the convention that I that I was at before I moved to from Hawaii to Florida, and so um you know and and actually met her multiple times because i was just so like well, you know didn't
0: you post the thing she remembered you at the one
1: she she did yeah she actually remembered um yeah and then she was a guest on on our renegade pop culture podcast so i remember i i don't know if i've
0: ever listened to that i'm sure i have but i remember that that's a thing and i i think we
1: got a little cut off though because like um because of the tech issues or something something got cut off but, but um still it was a great interview and i was really you know i really appreciated her taking the time to 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 do that especially for somebody that you know met her for like 5 seconds but i mean but yeah you know she was very sweet very nice and uh and i was just freaking out you know meeting her but i mean that that's a convention that's like where you can do that and right. and you're you're paying for your time with them as well which is you know ultimately just a couple of seconds but it's it's still nice to see that and i just and you know like i said one of the best moments of my life really meeting her she's just an awesome person
0: and like i said the fact that like for me it was just you know i want to acknowledge yeah they did a good job i'm sure they love it you know what i because mean because
1: it's but... it's work for them it's tough
0: right and like i said i didn't necessarily want to be like you know oh my gosh could i get a picture whatever like liter- to me literally just the fact that adam cole was like hey thanks man like i was like that's cool like yeah you know what i mean and i'm sure you've yeah. heard the other part of that story when when um i was about to float across the rest of the uh <laughs> you've heard that one yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> um cuz uh, someone locked yeah. eyes with me <laughs> yeah but I feel like that's a story hey. for another day, perhaps.
1: Oh, hey, I got to meet Amy Acker. I was about to float out of that convention center. I'll <laughs> tell you. So, I mean, yeah, it's, it's it's always, you know, but like I said, I mean, it's really like. I just felt like this huge amount of just, you know, wanting to say, like, whenever I met celebrities at, at like Blockbuster and stuff like that, like I met um, the guy who played Sawyer on Lost. I met Josh Holloway there okay and uh, a couple of times he knew my my store manager that's why my store manager at the time was one of the extras in the show as well he was like, you know he would go in and so they knew each other and so um and so when uh Josh Holloway came in a couple of times and I was like, you know and I rang him up and and he was about to walk out of the store and stuff and I said, and I said, hey, you're my favorite you're my favorite character on lost and he and he was like, right on and he just gave me kind of like the finger guns too and uh that was. That was just cool. You know, he was so nice. Just such a nice person. So just, very quickly, speaking of that, um, I've met him
0: uh, twice. Yeah. And he was not not Josh Holloway, but um,
1: Jorge Garcia. Jorge Garcia. Oh, yeah. Met yeah, him yeah. twice. Probably really?
0: one of the nicest yeah. people I've
1: ever met in my I life. I bet. Yeah. He seems like a real sweet person. And man. he's
0: he's he's nice, but he's also like sarcastic, funny
1: yeah yeah like funny yeah um
0: yeah so th- this this will be the last kind of off-topic story and then um yeah. uh we'll get somehow we'll I'll, i mean I'll it's a break. podcast you know it's a podcast so people expect um, this so we're talking with him uh he had a a thing that was like uh like one of those walk through um like people are going to jump out and scare you yeah sort of things yeah and he wrote this there was like a story behind it and like he wrote the story himself and you oh know, cool all, all these things and whatever oh, wow. and um he was outside um signing things and taking pictures with people whatever and he knew that our group was there for like the the fan convention that we were there for and stuff and we know that most of us had met him you yeah know. <laughs> uh he knew that most of us had met him like a few years prior or whatever so he even <laughs> while talking with other people, like he kind of kept our group there off to the side and he would like talk with us. And then if somebody else came over, he's like, oh, hold on. And he would sign something. Hey, nice to meet you, whatever. And take a picture. And then he would turn back and talk with us. Wow. Like He like, yeah, he was really cool. He about He took it. the
1: time. He took the time. Yeah.
0: And he, like, I, I'm a tall guy, so I know that in a group setting like that, I learned at a very young age, because I've always been taller than a lot of people. You stand in the back. You know what I mean? Like, I yeah. learned that. Like, I stood, yeah. in, I stood in the back of, like, my group of friends or whatever. Yeah. And he taught – the way he talks, he, he'll talk, and he'll be saying something, and then he'll kind of um, – you know, he, he's, he's talking, he's talking, he's talking, and then he stops. And then he keeps going with the sentence again. But there's oh, a pause okay. in there.
1: There's a right? dramatic pause. There's
0: a, but it's not – but, like, you think he's done with this with the thing and then he just picks it up whatever he said oh i so see I every see. time he's talking and he, he pauses
1: maybe because, it's a train of thought thing maybe he's maybe. just like he's got a lot to say so you know but it, like people that was, happens you know, to me a lot too
0: he was like answering questions from like our friends and stuff and of course eventually other people who weren't part of our friend group kind of joined in because they were like he's holding court over there like <laughs> yeah. know, that sort of thing and so people were asking questions and i had a question and i i I slowly started raising my hand. And then when he would talk again, I would put it down. And then, like, everybody else was just shouting out their questions, but like, I was too, like, nervous. So I just kept, every time he would take a pause, I would just slowly raise my hand and then I would put it down because he would start talking. And eventually, he points at me and he goes, You don't have to raise your hand. This isn't school,
1: dude. What's your question? <laughs>
2: I was like, "Oh no!" I could totally
1: imagine. I just heard that in <laughs> Hurley delivery voice, like seriously.
0: I was like, "Oh no!" in front of all of my friends.
2: <laughs> yeah. So
0: yeah, and then I asked him the question and
1: and whatever, but yeah, I was you know who was go. like, "Okay, so uh, one more thing before we finish this thing off, but I have to tell you the story. So I got to meet Willa Holland, who played." Um, um, she was on Arrow. And um, God, I know who she is. Name? I don't
0: know her from that, but I know who she is.
1: Yeah, but yeah. So. She was also she's been in other things as well, but I knew o- her from she's Arrow. She's on the OC. So. So. Thea, Thea. Yeah, she was on the OC. Yep, yep. She was on That's the That's how O-C. I know her. Yeah, see, I know her from, from Arrow. But anyway, um, so I got to meet her. And I just, the thing that I loved about her was just like the way she... She just is inherently like cool. Like that was the vibe that I got from her, you know, like the presence. I don't know. Like, I'm not saying like the whole, like, you know, aura thing, but I'm just saying that like, she's just cool. Like she's such a cool person. Like, I don't know. That's what I got anyway. But it was interesting it was interesting i i got the autograph from her and the picture with her and stuff and then i went back there i i actually walked back to her and just like just just told her like thank you because again that's like one of the things you know that was like she was my first person that i ever met at a convention like my first celebrity meeting at a convention and so i just you know just wanted to tell her thank you and awesome. uh and yeah and she was like she was like, "Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, you know, like, like she just kind of, I don't know, like that's a cool person." Ah, just, just a, just a thing.
0: Yeah. No, and that's and the thing I like is when you're cool to them and they're cool back. Yeah. Because because they absolutely could be, and I think some people thought that like Dr. Britt Baker was being rude. Like, some, like mm. I said, somebody walked up to them and was like, "Um, can I get a picture?" And she was like, "Actually, not right now, cause like we're just trying to get food." And then they found yeah. out that the, that the kitchen was closed, or whatever. And I'm sure that to that person in that moment, it probably came off as rude. I didn't like looking in, like looking, yeah, like like being an onlooker. I didn't see it that way. Yeah. I'm sure some people were like, "Wow, that was rude." She could have just taken the picture, but I was like. She was like she could have been a lot. She could have been actually rude well, and been like um. Within no. the
1: context of the situation, maybe you know, like yeah, yeah, yep. maybe it maybe it was a long day for them. I'm sure. So
0: yeah, and like like I said, I didn't I didn't necessarily think she was being like rude, but I'm sure no, it some sounds people like, did. But yeah. it was to me, like I said, it was just more of like um, you know, she they literally was like you know maybe another time if you saw us you know in 10 minutes walking through the, through the casino, but you know, not necessarily right at this very moment when literally I'm trying to find out if the kitchen is still open in this restaurant.
1: Exactly. See, that's the context of it. Yeah. So yeah, I had a few, uh, you know, like um, when I met Daniel day Kim at, at blockbuster uh, uh, when I used to work there. um, Yeah. I felt like, you know, like I, I told I I said something to him like, you know, I rang him up and then I said something to, to him like, oh, oh, uh, by the way, great job on the show. And he didn't really respond. Really? Yeah. I've heard Which, he's not really
0: um, good with that sort of stuff.
1: Yeah. He, he kind of just went like. Eh, and walked off.
0: What? And I was like,
1: oh, OK.
0: You're the first person I, that I've that I that I. Talk to that has met him who who maybe i misinterpreted
1: that that, or maybe it was you know i'm I'm sure he just had a long day and you know and we were right across from his uh you know his burger place that he opened up so maybe he was just dealing with business and he just didn't feel like he had the time to do to deal with that but um but maybe he or maybe he sensed that you are a heel in real life maybe he sensed that maybe he got my heel aura maybe that was what it was i don't know but anyway that was my way of bringing it I, all the way back around. Exactly. <laughs> I still I still love him. I still love Daniel Day Kim. He's a great actor. So, yeah. Yeah, but still. Um, yeah, so, you know, he Laura and all that. Maybe that's what it was. <laughs> okay, back to the wrestling.
0: So, uh, just as a tease for, because basically, uh, if if people haven't figured it out, the sort of the plan of this is we're going to go through the first year of Monday my gosh Night that's Rock. a lot of episodes man Uh, and uh so next week we have to look forward to um i'm just going to throw out some names okay. so uh i'm not saying what they're doing i'm just saying these are some names that we have to look forward to okay mr perfect <laughs> rick flair more vince mcmahon <laughs> brett hart the champion shows up yes and you know so many more those are those are the only ones i'm going to give you as a tease okay. but uh, so many more unfortunately we do have more rob bartlett because as we said we don't really get rid of him until april but
2: uh,
0: <laughs> but uh yeah so that's what we have to look forward to on the next episode and then i believe after that before the next episode of raw would be the uh, royal rumble which i would think we're going to cover but well oh, yeah to- i would i would cover that sure <laughs> Okay. Um but uh yes. So um
1: that's sort of the plan that I had for this. series okay. I'm sure. It uh, sounds good to me, yeah. I don't yeah. mind because we got to have it in context. That's why too. Right. Otherwise I got to watch the raw and then it's going to be like, "Oh, what's going on here?" Right. Um but yeah, so I don't really have the way that
0: I mean, so okay. I opened the show, so I'm gonna let you close the
1: show. However, you, uh, you, I mean, well, I tell you something, man. This has been right. the premier episode of reflecting and analyzing wrestling, Chico. So, adios, and remember. What did he say? I don't even know. I don't even know. What was his catchphrase? What was his closing catchphrase? My God. What what did he say Uh, at the the Hall of Fame speech? What was it? What was it? I'm trying to remember it. Oh, I got it. I got it. I got it.
0: Bad times don't last, but bad Bad guys guys do.
1: do. And that's a good close. There
2: we go.